to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is V for Vendetta, 2006, <laughs> directed by James McMee. <laughs> Pop a new DVD or blurry, press play, press pause, when the 20th Century Fox lo- No, wait, what is it? Warner's. Warner Brothers logo doesn't even really fade to black. It sort of clicks off. So as soon as it clicks off, do your best guess, press pause, then in a second, I'll say three, two, one, unpause. At which point I'll press play, you'll press play, and we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It will be so much like any other commentary, it will break your face. It'll be anarchy. But... I see what you did. <laughs> Thank you. This week it will be with four friends in your head. Those friends, myself, as always, T. Christie, uh, Diff Newcomer, Mickey Marsala. I do, thanks. Who will also be troping. Uh, Michael Darkman Scott. Harold. And Trey, the Anarchist Stokes. Yeah, what up? I read the Anarchist Cookbook. There was a really cool thing that how make a, you can make a, you know, those floppy diskettes. If you put, uh, if you make your own napalm and put them on the spinning disc part. <laughs> Uh, wow! Th- they give you the ingredients for that too, and you take well, the. Uh, you skip over that. If you take your napalm and first, put it on the well, first no, get a bunch of napalm. This yeah. is really clever. I love this. You, the, the floppy diskettes. Remember when we had those, the three and a half inch A drive floppy drives? How old uh, are these anarchists? Uh, well, this this was uh this was published in the eighties, I think. Okay. You you make your disc flammable, and then take out the the flicky part of a matchbook. Oh. Uh, and you put that on there when you. Close that on top of your napalmy disc and put it back out. in there. Pop it in the disc. As soon as it starts to access it, it spins it, ignites it, and lights your computer on fire. Just add napalm. Uh, which reminds me rather of our Lord Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah. V for Vendetta. I never read the book. Uh, I like Alan Moore's stories, but I've never experienced them in book form. Well, I read Watchmen, I guess, but I, I, I read it after And I don't know if you know you like Alan Moore's stories. Well, so well I guess fair. that's true. I've only ever seen the bastardizations, but I like the movie from hell. I, uh, I liked Watchmen, and I really enjoyed this. Oh my god, did the did the chat room just explode? Yeah, I know. You said you liked from hell. From hell <laughs> Again, this is one I'll of those things. I liked and, it too. And, and, Trey, and Trey's going to have me on this one. We're, we are, we're always saying, and sometimes this makes us popular, and sometimes this makes us unpopular. We're always saying, it doesn't matter what the what the source material is. Your job is to make a movie yeah. successfully. And I've seen movies that I enjoyed based on works by Alan Moore. Whatever bastardizations went on along the way, I can't speak to them. But I like this movie as much as I like Watchmen and the other ones. It's, it's, it's interesting. I remember when I saw this, and I'd only seen it once before this week when I revisited for this commentary. But I, I remember when I saw it, I was like, I can't think of other very, very big smart movies. Not very big Hollywood smart movies. Like now, I, Christopher Nolan, sort of, that's his wheelhouse now. But, you know, like movies like The Prestige would be in that category too, where it's like, this is a big movie, but it's smart and it's delicate and directed by someone. Like that, it's, it doesn't, my, my paradigm for a big mainstream movie basically consists of Transformers and then things involving Vin Diesel. Like, that's all I've got. Yeah. So when this movie came out, I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. The one thing, and I watched it again the other night, and uh, I, I enjoy this movie a lot, frankly. Uh, I, I think it's an interesting choice casting Natalie Portman when they could have gotten an actual British person, but fucking whatever. It's interesting. I think one of the weirdest things about it is that it's set in the future with an alternate history, which you don't even really need to pull off this story. You don't have to have had Germany win the Second World War. I guess it, it eases you into the whole Big Brother, you know, Seems to me that it's thing, set in the present with an alternate past. You could I don't have done, yeah, there's nothing particularly futuristic about it. Right. It doesn't, feel, it doesn't feel like it's taking place in some, you know, alternate future. It's just sort of, oh, it's modernish. In any case, my favorite parts of this movie are the ones where Stephen Fry are there because I love Stephen sure. Fry. And I think he's also one of the most warm and affable characters in this world, even though V is... That's a that's a shit that's a sh- that's a hell of a characterization. Yeah. For Hugo Weaving to come in, never show his face. They you would imagine that would be like the kind of thing where it's like they couldn't not show his face. At one point, she has to take off the mask or something like that. There is a scene where he doesn't have a mask on, but you can't see his face. Uh, I'm I'm blown away by a lot of the stuff that's going on here. Altogether, I enjoy it. I don't think it's 
genius or great or anything like that, but it's just a solidly directed movie. It feels like it's a solidly plotted movie, even though there's a lot of exposition and backstory stuff. It's just a, it was an enjoyable movie to watch. Mickey, what do you uh, what do you bring to V for Panetta? Um, I enjoy the movie. I have read the comic. Alan Moore, nerd I, virgin. I, hey, hey, <laughs> first, I, I I have been laid, not a lot, but I have been laid in the past. I do know what other parts look like. I think the uh, rules are different for Alan girls, Moore. Though. I think yeah. you summarized it very well. You said there's a lot of exposition. That is what he does. Alan Moore loves to go off on these huge tangents that are really kind of inconsequential to the actual plot. However, that being said, V for Vendetta, fantastic. It is a very, very good story based about a very intelligent man who has planned every aspect of his life around these events of this movie or this book. However, he plans a party. He does not stop. (laughs) He does. So really, uh, not exposing his face has nothing to do with the character. I mean, it is not about what he looks like. It is about what he has going on in his brain. So. I don't so know. it's lucky that Hugo Weaving is able to make that a charming and interesting person who is also slightly divisive, and you can see, like, oh, yeah. no, 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 stop Sometimes they go, V, I think you're a little over the line here on right. this one. but imagine a character with no face who's doing evil shit, and you are still on his side most of the time. That's, that's, a, that's I, I, I credit that to the idea at work, obviously, mm-hmm. but also the performance. I think Hugo Weaving kicks ass. Definitely. So you like, you like the book, too, right? I like both. I do. But I, I like everything, so I'm really not... Uh, <laughs> oh, well, there you go. How yeah. did you feel about Matrix Reloaded? I, I, I like everything. That kind of encompasses Matrix nice. Reloaded. Uh, ah. We'll give you a half pass. Dorkman? Right. Well, I thought this was much more interesting than the predecessor, You for Understanding. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right when I'm taking a drink. Thank you. <laughs> I, I am looking forward to W for what? Yeah. <laughs> That was the Matrix reloaded, yeah, um, pretty much. <laughs> but uh, I think this movie is people are doing penance in this movie. Yeah, the Wachowskis are doing penance for the Matrix movies, and and Natalie Portman's getting her head shaved because yes, Phantom Menace, I get it, Phantom Menace. But look, I can be in a in a real movie. Go on. Uh, yeah, I I saw the movie without reading the book, but I've since read the book. You learned to read then, huh? Yes. Yeah, I, well, I, wait, you didn't watch the movie. With, you didn't watch the movie with subtitles. That's not the same as reading the book, right? No, no, yeah. That's it's, how I read um, Lord of the Wings. It's not. Yeah. But uh, I can see why people who were really into the comic were pissed about this <laughs> because this tells a completely different story. Well, as I as I was saying in the forums, but I know not all of our listeners are there. It's it's interesting. You've got like. Hey, it's Teague. Join the forum. Yeah. You've got, you've got like, uh, the, this uh, triangle of Children of Men, Scott Pilgrim, and this movie, which have <laughs> which are three wow. different perspectives on how you can adapt something. Scott Pilgrim is completely faithful to the plot, uh, up until the end where they didn't have the, the book, but completely faithful to the plot and the story, according to at least what our, uh, um, you know, our defensive chat room was telling us. Yeah. And, and yet it doesn't really work as a movie. Children of Men is not faithful to the plot. They're just inventing a new movie for the, for the name. But very faithful to the story because it's faithful to the themes and a lot of what the, the book was really getting at. And V for Vendetta is pretty faithful to the plot of the book but not faithful to the story <laughs> because the themes are very different. The themes... We, we've made... Uh, we just did Strange Days and, and made a couple references to this and uh, talking about the themes of anarchy. And anarchy is the theme of the book. Democracy is the theme of hmm. the movie. And that's Alan Moore... When different. He, <laughs> Alan Moore is, is kind of a career spanning pain in the ass when it comes to people adapting his stuff. Which it's <laughs> yeah. not like you don't understand his, where he comes from. But he's very fucking consistent with hating on everything. Well, yeah. Uh, but what his whole thing about this is and I don't disagree with him having not read the book but I understand the precept he's talking about is that the, the book series is about anarchy in the UK 
versus fascism. And this movie is really more about liberalism against neoconservatism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this, it's the, a, he said you basically took a story that's decidedly Europe, it's decidedly England, and made it an American movie. Right. Why didn't you do one for your country? Why did you right. take mine and port it over there? Right. Well, the, I mean, I had a whole point. Yeah. The, his. I mean, the the point in his book is that he, you know, anarchy. It's like we don't need a government. Government is inherently flawed. Whereas the movie is, no, no, we can fix the government. There can be a good government. We just have to get active and the be a part of it. People rise up and yeah, take back It's got to be a people's and, and government. Assassinate all the high level heads of state. Yeah. It's got to yeah. be the people's Wait, government. And and Alan Moore's like, no, no, it's got to be a no government. Yeah. That's that's the only people's government. But, so, you like the movie? Um, but, but yeah, it's it's like I totally understand that this is like you said, this is an American version of it. I American. mean, it came out it came out in 2006, so it was very much everyone was still in the middle of of the Bush era and kind of like kind of sick of that shit. For e- even people who had early supported him, except for the people who were like really rah rah about it. But um, so were like, oh fucking god. So this was sort of a yeah. Even the people who who were supporting him were only doing it because they're like, well, he's the president. He's My dad's a Republican. Do. He's still like. Oh god. Yeah. So um so this was I mean this was kind of a ballsy film in that sense cuz you're like really there's amazingly ballsy. I yeah. Think. I mean I mean this is time. this is an anti-conservatism movie where the hero is a terrorist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, well that's kind of Star Wars in all post over. 9 yeah. but in post 9/11. Post 9/11 yeah. <laughs> literally saying, you know what? Blow up the government building. Yeah. Hey everyone. You know it'd be cool if we blew up a government building. And Let's get do that. and kind of getting you on that it's super ballsy and and tells you know it tells a different story but i think it tells the story it's telling very well in and of itself and if you aren't invested in the book or or are willing to take the movie on its own terms um i think it's a very good movie trey stokes so you were mentioning uh, another another book I, I would put in the category of book to movie of of being entirely faithful to the plot but totally not doing the book is starship troopers mm. um because other than the power armor the plot totally. of the movie Same starship plot, troopers different is exa- every every story every story detail is there every story yeah they changed the gender of one character they changed the nationality of the main character and there's no power armor the whole but, time paul verhoeven's like <laughs> but otherwise it's the exactly what happens in the book it's just that people who like the book didn't recognize the sensibility of the book in what the movie was um so yeah that's there's how you, no there's no epidemic yeah the, the ch- children's hospital epidemic or whatever it is in this movie is not in the book no kidding because it's one of my favorite parts of this movie. right well that was that was yeah. i feel like that was added as kind of like a 9-11 truth or conspiracy yeah type probably so of feeling uh, which again is very uniquely post 9-11 america yeah. not 1980s uk exactly when uh more would have written it it's funny so. and, and you know we we americans can't really grasp you know it's like for me it's like margaret thatcher she's that nice lady that runs england yeah. You know, whereas people who are, British people have a different memory of Margaret Thatcher right. and what that era was like. Um, she's that nice old lady that that Reagan's friends with, and they hold hands on the Rose Garden, and <laughs> she seems like a school teacher. She seems nice. No, she's a fucking fascist. But the um, I saw this movie not expecting it. Someone had tried to get me to to read the the, the books. Uh, gave me like an issue. Um, an uncollated, you know, just in the middle. And I was like, you know, the, the, and, the, and the cover was the giant, you know, Guy Fox mask. So I, I certainly recognize that image. Um, but I kind of flipped through it and I was like, I just don't know what's going on here because I'm in the middle of it. And so so I never really got into the get into that. But when the movie came out, I was like, OK, I recognize the title because someone tried to give me that uh, that book a while ago. Um, went to see the movie without any particular expectation one way or the other. And uh, was was I was impressed as hell. I was blown away. And I was mostly blown away by how subversive this movie is in the era that it got made. Because it's like, I saw it, it came out, what, 2005? 
which means it was like greenlit 2004. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, that was when, you know, you still, you know, Bill Maher didn't have a new TV show yet. You know, it's like that was still when they were going, you you watch what you say. Don't you be saying anything. Love it or leave it. Yeah. So the the fact that this movie was able to get made. Although um, although it probably went over the head with those kinds of people because they're like, it's in England. It's not yeah. America. What are you talking about? That's, that's fine. That, that's the science fiction aspect. Yeah, of it. exactly. They it's talk a, funny. It, and they it, it happens in the, in the fictional fairy tale land of the United Magic Kingdom where fairies and elves dwell. So it's not about America at all. So... So I was I literally was watching the movie when I watched it I was literally going I can't believe they got this made because yeah, it, it I felt was the so shockingly subversive that they were able to make it made and I loved it because of that I was like my god you know, only the Wachowskis coming off the Matrix could get something like this greenlit yeah. you know uh, like yes we just made Warner's all the money in the world we can make anything at all we're gonna you know make this and of course it's like a lot of other movies is like their name was so closely associated with it that people think they directed it which they did not it was James McHugh but the um, you know but it still has their their kind of sensibility to oh, me yeah. kind of infusing. oh totally it feels and some people think that they actually directed that last fight scene with the knives and you know who knows I mean who, who can say so it's like I'm, I'm pretty sure Spielberg directed Poltergeist so, maybe James McTeague uh, directed the awesome parts of the Matrix he doesn't actually exist he doesn't even exist yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that, that would be the count. That, there's the rumor to spread. Is actually James McTeague is the guy, the genius behind the Matrix. So anyway, I I thought the movie was great. I loved it. It was just beautiful on every level, and just dug the hell out of it. He was second unit on the Matrix. Yeah, uh, I thought he was first unit on the Matrix. Shocking. First, uh, he no, might be, not fucking, first he unit. Might be Andy Wachowski. Sorry, first AD, first AD, not first unit. You have unit, to prove he's not. Yeah. You know how fucking Larry Wachowski is now all whatever yeah. the other so one is? So there's an opening for a Wachowski maybe, brother. Maybe that's <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> James Wachowski. That's yeah. what it is. James Wachowski. He's been adopted. Paul is dead. Or Mike Wachowski. Mike Wachowski. Wachowski. <laughs> anyway, you're at the point where the Warner Brothers logo turned off. It just got sick of your shit and disappeared. The fundamental thing. Fuck it. As I am here. Uh, finger on the button. Three, two, one. Unpause. And we're in. And there's a DC Comics logo, and everything's all black and white and smoky. It's so pretty. Ooh, what, why is it all f- old school filming? Wait, aren't we supposed are to hate DC? Thing? Don't they suck for some reason? Uh, I don't know. DC in collaboration with Vertigo is fantastic. Oh, DC Vertigo is okay, but but Joel Silver sucks, so we hate him. Don't we, the, no, do we hate Joel Silver I, now? Or I was about we? to ask the worst question ever. I was going to say, what's the difference between Joel Silver and Joel Schumacher? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the difference? A beard, talent. No, no. Keep keep doing keep going. Uh, one's a producer and one's a director. Yeah, there you go. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. Okay. Now I think they could have gotten away with not giving us this one right now because in a second you're going to hear it again. Right. V is going to say it to you in a second. You don't really need to go there. What to to do the backstory of Guy? Well, Fox? they're doing the whole backstory thing. It's like for the Americans. We're like Guy Fox is a thing. Fucking okay, just go to an anonymous rally. You know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they need to do this. Yeah. By the way, Guy Fox. Uh, was a, a, as as you he can was a hired gun. It wasn't his idea. Well, first of not all. only was he a hired gun, but he was not uh, an anarchist, and he was not pro democracy. He wanted to overthrow the Protestant theocracy uh, in favor of the Catholic theocracy and in the, the UK, and provide us Freedom! with fantastic <laughs> mustaches for mustache parties. Indeed. So, uh, not not uh, you know. His, his memory's been a little distorted here, I think, <laughs> but, you know, okay. He's, he's one of those founding fathers that British people erroneously quote, well, you know, Guy Fawkes would say... No, yeah. no, he totally wouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Guy Fawkes would have wanted. Yeah, no, but no, he really wouldn't. Is the, is the thing you said before that something about uh, praying to Mary? No? Then it's not <laughs> yeah. what Guy Fawkes yeah. would have wanted. Yeah. 
So you, so I, I'm not sure I understand uh, you at all. Uh, with, you don't think we need the little coda? It's like you oh, no, object no, no. to not, its existence. Not the opening scene. The opening, the little, the little thing in the beginning where over black they recite the poem real quick, and then they go into the scene. But then we get the poem again in a second. I think we could have skipped the first poem. I think it's better in the second place. I think it's better when he comes up and he says it, and it's something that he says. I, I don't know. I think it. I think it cements the idea that that poem is about that event. Yeah. Uh, that's the point of I it. I think those that, are the words. That's that, the significance of the date. Well, then we could have lost the other one. I don't know. It's just we don't need two of that poem in the first ten minutes of the movie. That may be true. But that's a cool little shot, yep. right there. Hey, wait! I thought Hugo Weaving was in this movie. It is actually apparently he is. It is actually interesting that Hugo Weaving. He was cast late in the show, well, but the, he also no. They they shot with somebody else who couldn't hack it after a couple of days. He was David Prowse. He play, but he uh, no, that was somebody, suck. It was David yeah, Prowse. Yeah, but, but no, Hugo Weaving, well known. Hugo uh, plays V. Yeah, he actually does. He's it. actually in the. He's not just doing a voiceover yeah. of someone else's performance. He is yeah. V. He doesn't. Doesn't. He wouldn't not have to be. You would think. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, no, he's. It's 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 a difficult thing, and it, well, I, f- I forget who it is. It was somebody. I mean, it was a name. Uh, the original like, Eric Stoltz. Yeah, Ouch. Yeah, Eric Stoltz. It was. Uh, but uh, it's like a, like a day or two in, it was like he just uh, couldn't deal with it anymore. One of the, uh, the idea uh, arguments of the, just couldn't handle it. And so the not the idea of the idea of not being able. Like I don't feel like whatever it is. You know, I don't feel like I can be an actor because my I can't use my face and it's all physical. And they literally just said, uh, Hugo, hey, he's Agent Smith. <laughs> Call up Hugo Weaving. He totally pulls it off. He owes us a favor, and uh, Hugo Weaving just jumped in and started doing this role. And uh, it is it is a difficult thing, and he does a great job. Now, of course, he's actually played by about eighteen different stuntmen as well. But you know, the at least they're real ones and not CG ones. Yeah, he does a yeah. he does a great job because there is there is you know it's you know mask work something that someone act, was on IMDb someone was like oh it's a bunch of fucking Hugo Weaving's attacking a thing at once. That's <laughs> never yeah, seen that before. Yeah, yeah. it's like oh, okay, come on, yeah, true. But one of the arguments levied against this movie is that it's it's you it's it's implausible. The, the government is implausibly corrupt. It's almost like a straw man where it's no. it's too easy to knock yeah, out. No, no. Who, if any, anyone who, who doesn't remember what it was like yeah. in two thousand and two in America, yeah. Anyone who thinks that and and this is obviously an extension. But of I mean, that, curfew exactly and the cops are at they're at their right to rape yeah. and kill you. Anyone and, anyone who yes. who believes <laughs> that that's over exaggerated is exactly yeah. the kind of person who's gonna let this happen again. <laughs> that's and right. Because it's happened before. It's happening is, now in many countries of the world. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is not implausible. It's only implausible right now in America. <laughs> it's not really implausible anywhere else or even permanently in America if people are not vigilant, which is an important part of what this version of V for Vendetta is about. Is your coda just Mad-Eye Moody's? Huh? Constant vigilance? Yes. Mad-Eye Moody's. In, ca- in all caps. We all need Mad-Eye Moody's. Constant vigilance! I told the story before about, uh, I mentioned being in Berlin in a podcast we did earlier, but uh, you know, I went to Berlin. Berlin, the seat of evil, the oh, the massive, most evil, you know, Hitler. Into the lion's den. Yes, it's like oh, Germans, Hitler, Nazis, and I went there, and I was there at Christmas time, and it was the most beautiful, happy because Germans invented Christmas the way we had, you know, American Christmas is German Christmas. Tannenbaum. Exactly, fur suits and trees. That's German. Uh, they invented that shit. So, you know, I went there and they were <laughs> having porn. They were having a Christmas market, and you know, and grandparents are with their children and pushing them in strollers, and Americans look just like Germans because most of us are Germans. There's a lot of Germans, you know, German stock in America. Um, you know, we're all Europeans, pretty much. And uh, if you turn the sound off, you could have been in Boise, fucking Idaho. Yep. And I was, you know, it looked just like America, except that people were drinking a little more beer in the street than normally you would see in America, but not that much more. And that was it was brought home to me so quickly. It's like you know, again, I've said this in other commentaries, but it's like, like I'll look at a guy, just like look at a guy across the street, go, dude, you're 80 years old at least. You were fucking here. Yeah, you were fucking here. It's like you look like a nice guy. You probably are a nice guy. 
But that was some batshit things you people were doing yeah. at the time. So you maybe you didn't know what was happening. Maybe you didn't realize what was going on. Or maybe, maybe you just kept it, your mouth shut because you didn't want him coming at maybe you. Maybe you're just going, I didn't vote for the guy. It's yeah. not my fault. And that could well be true. But uh, you know, it's don't ever tell me that it can't happen in America. Because yeah. there's no difference between Germany isn't special. Germany isn't weird. Germany is just us with a different language. And if it happens to them, it could happen to us. Yeah. Quite frankly, a- anywhere in the, the Middle East is us yeah. with a different language, exactly. quite frankly. So, yeah. um, And actually, coming the, the Berlin experience was 2000, just before 9-11. Right. And then I come here, and suddenly it's like, Muslims! Ah! And I'm like, oh, fuck. Here we go. Yeah, here, here we fucking go. It's about to happen. So, yeah. Anyone and, who says that this, oh, yeah, but that wouldn't yeah. happen in America. No. Yeah. It almost did. Yeah. <laughs> a couple, kind a of is of still times, going yeah. on, so shut up. Um, but anyway... Uh, all that, all that being said, also keep in mind. I don't think we mentioned this on here, and and many listeners and viewers may not know because I didn't know this. Uh, this is supposed to be the alternate, where oh, I think you did say it, where Germany won World War Two. So it's not like this fascism evolved over time. This fascism has been going on since it's, the forties. Traditional. This is a fifty fifty years of tradition of this. Uh, yeah, by now. I do love that line. He's like, I'm not questioning your powers of observation. I'm just pointing out you're asking a masked man who he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's, you could you could see a smile on his face, even though you can't see his face. Well, you can see his mask, well, that's, which has that's, a smile, but whatever. That's kind of the uh, the. I think that's his save the cat moment. Where like, yeah. he, I'm not gonna fucking call you out on this. I'm just saying, you know. He yeah, he's he yeah. saved her, but then he's kind he's, of smartass. He's he's a smartass. Yeah, he's and that that makes you like him. Genuinely just, crazy people aren't funny. <laughs> they, they don't. They don't, have the, they don't have the ironic self-awareness to say something funny. Yeah. So, right. so this must have been fun to write. But I'm glad he gets over this shit quick. And it actually, I'm glad he doesn't spend oh, the whole I totally movie. thought he was going to do yeah. this the, oh, whole the whole movie. It, it, Seriously? It actually gives me a perfect trope since I have to be the trope person Get as well. Get in there. It is added alliterative appeal. <laughs> I see what they did there. Ooh. Oh. It's a metatrope. Metatrope. And her, are, are you a crazy person? I am quite sure they will say That's so. That's a perfect response, too. It's like, yeah, yeah, they'll probably say I am at least. Have any of you guys been to an uh, anonymous rally? Mm-mm. Being surrounded by Guy Fox <laughs> is know? freaky. That's a good point. Yeah. Good point. Well, well I guess I, I'm, I'm really remarkable on the paradox of asking someone if they went to an anonymous Does everyone rally. wear masks? I didn't realize that anonymous had rallies. I knew uh, they do yeah, things. Oh, yeah. Anonymous, when they're like protesting Scientology, they'll generally they'll all cover their faces in some way, but it's sort of the de facto thing that they all do the Guy Fox mask. Is that what you have that all-white costume with a really pointy hat for? Uh, do I have one of those? <laughs> do I? Uh, I see what you did Is there. Is this like what... Anyway, I was making an alliteration it'll, joke. <laughs> it'll oh. come to you. <laughs> Whatever. But anyway, where's the alliteration in that? No, it's freaky. There's a lot of K's. Oh, I see. I do. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's there, it is. there it is. That's racist. <laughs> oh, the pennies dropped. <laughs> Tis, as as those fascist Brits. Say. That's a that's a fun little moment where he's like, "Hey, you want to come with me? I'm going to show you something cool." And she's like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, sure, fine." I think I better just. Say I like yes. how right here. This is. It's, this is gonna saying, be Can for... you hear the strings? And she's like, "He's fucking nuts." Okay. But no, there really are strings. Yeah. She just couldn't hear them yet. Yeah. There's, there's a point. I should. Sure there's there a point. There literally is music playing. And I'm sure almost everyone has had this experience where you're with a guy and you're going, "Okay, so you prevented me from being raped. So how much does that do I owe you as a result? Yeah. How, how long do I have to keep listening to you? What is the statute of limitations on that? Is it ten minutes? Is it a day? I don't have to marry you, right? Hmm. Yeah, here we go. And now he's he's going to do the full 
uh, thing now. Because before no, he just no, he, he just he, he just gets to why it should ever be forgotten, and then he stops. I think. But didn't well, didn't he do only remember remember the fifth of November before? Yeah, Isn't it was just remember the fifth of November, and then into the Guy Fox story of what what yeah. that was. That's a that's a that's a good opening. I'd want to open with that line as well. Yeah, I it think, is, it's go okay. ahead. I think that they did very well here with him being the conductor. <laughs> Honestly, uh, when you read this, you don't picture it this beautiful. I guess. I do like the way that he's basically. It's not even a metaphor that he's be, that he's conducting things. I, I'm sure no, it, to him it feels exactly like, like he's orchestrating orchestrating this entire thing. Yeah, he's like, I see where this is going to go. I'm ready for this to happen, and then this is going to happen. Ah, but this is going to happen. But I'm ready. No, for this. he did orchestrate the entire thing. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's, a, well, it's, a, it's a metaphor. Yeah, I'm saying, but it's almost it's it's such a perfect metaphor that it's almost not even a metaphor. It's probably how he exactly feels about it. Yeah. Well, it's it's still a metaphor, a, but it's, it's, metaphor, it's yeah, just yeah. the the it's way just a, we it's a very commonly apt, it's a very apt one. Yeah. This is a, a, a all the explosions in this movie are awesome. Oh yeah, they and I love the amazing. Work I got a little did. chill. I'm not gonna lie. I got a little chill right here when you get the V firework, where there's two and then a circle, and it's like, oh, blinking, you'll miss it. But they did a thing. Okay, so um, <laughs> you, have, whole you thing. have to be facing I, that way because if you saw it from the side, it looks a, like. It's, a, it's, a, if nothing. I recall correctly, this is a trope too. This is called stunt casting. Obviously, <laughs> uh, John Hurt on a big screen addressing in a dystopian London future. Yeah, what really? I don't know if it's. it's I don't know or if it's a trope. Casting, I think it was casting gag. Casting gag. Casting gag. John Hurt. Yeah. The idea, the idea being that you cast someone reminiscent of something you already know them from. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. You know, it's like. Oh, yeah. it's a good example. It's a project I'm working on right now. We're talking about casting preliminary... Sigourney Weaver in Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or uh, or in uh, Laser Cats. Um, <laughs> a game changer, man. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, Paul. Actually, that's absolutely. She and Paul. Yeah. She's. I the, seen Paul. She's the head of the government agency that wants to. Uh, study paul so there's your there's your in the chat room the light is like okay movie i am now paying attention yes you have my attention movie it's a pretty movie it's well directed beautifully designed it's very it's very fascinating how um they're able to tie together the 1984 stuff which is which which is obviously owes a lot too yeah yeah it certainly has that vibe i mean i mean right now where we have the Big Brother element, and we we're seeing the the you know the double speak and everything happen right now. They are going to rewrite the event, and we're seeing how they're doing it. You know, he's like, I want people testifying that the Bailey was going to fall down anyway. It was a controlled demolition. Blah 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 yeah. blah blah. Just like nine eleven. Well, exactly. I'm sure that was in the, there too. It's the opposite of the the burning of the Reichstag in that sense. Mm-hmm. Is uh, you know that the anarchists or terrorists, whoever it was, burned the burned the Reichstag. Except they didn't. <laughs> Hitler had it burned himself. Now this movie does so you blame people for it. Almost surgically well, very delicately, if not surgically well. This the the, the detective guy, the British detective guy, uh, whose name I forget the actor's name, but he's a guy. Um, he could very easily be a prick, and you could, as an audience member, not like him throughout his entire thing. But you don't. You're kind of like interesting because ultimately V isn't going to tell you who he is. You're counting on this guy to tell you who V is. As he figures out the whole story and all that stuff. And obviously then later he pulls this whole like, oh, nope, was telling you the fake story the whole time kind of thing going on. But it's cool because you could easily make him someone you dislike because he's coming after V. He's going to get him and, and Evie. And you don't. You're actually pulling for him. And that's something – I don't know if that was something the, the first idea they had or I guess he had going like, no, you need to actually like this guy. It will work better if you like him. But you never, you never distrust the guy that's coming to basically get them and put them in jail, probably kill them. You never dislike him. At least you don't by the end of it. Possibly because he's starting to agree with our lead character. But whatevs. And then we've got the the little propaganda 
arm of the government, the uh, you know the Fox News allegory this is here. Like a Doctor that, Who that manages that manages to turn the terrorist attack not only not only you know. Uh, uh, Spins it, but but even prefaces it with on the lighter side of yeah. things. Yeah, that explosion last night wasn't that great. That was hilarious with that the fireworks was, and everything. It was fantastic. We did that on purpose. It's just that was deliberate. It is interesting that that you know, like the cell phone, and then uh, like this, you know, the cell phone changed movies forever, and then basically the cell phone that records video and sends it around the world changes movies beyond that because. There's so many things where it's it's so hard to swallow, you know, in the in that weird era, ten to fifteen to twenty years ago, when e- everything wasn't documented. <laughs> it's like, you know, yes, I was, I came from a world myself. You kids don't remember this. How do people know when you were having a sandwich? Exactly, it's weird. I mean, they didn't even know when I was at Starbucks, for heaven's sake. You know, it's like, can it you imagine? Can you imagine when that wasn't an automated process that everyone I know is alerted to when I go to Starbucks? Um, then, then how did you run for mayor of Starbucks? Yeah, it's weird. Did you have to I mean, hold you, you actual elections? You didn't even get to be the king of Starbucks. See what you did there. <laughs> yeah. Well done. You can... Yes. We are apparently, and it was, it, we're and on playing... Foursquare, and my friend Megan is the mayor of Coenga Labs. Yeah. Wow. Yep, that happened. Playing playing Farmville, we had to do on paper. It was really nasty. You had to do it on fields. Well, yeah, yeah, we had to actually go and get a farm, get a farm. and subsidies yeah. from the government. Anyway, but this yeah. idea, it's, it's funny how it seems, you know, it's, I can see even I kind of go, well, that's, but come on, you know, that there, there would be 95,000 iPhone videos of the explosion of the old Bailey. It's like, you know, it's like, that's, that's how it would be now. Yeah. That's, that's so nice. I was watching. Yeah, this is a world where they don't have iPhones. So apparently they don't even have iPhones because it was made five years ago in a world without iPhones yeah. <laughs> when there were no such things as phones that recorded video and put them online. So. Well, and then, yeah, I mean, we've seen what we have seen in not just in movies, but we've seen how <laughs> the existence of those things changes real totalitarian. It totally does. Systems, yeah, that's, you know? that's that's and that's what's so interesting about this is like, you know, you can't it's so much harder to get away with. This is what happened. Like, no, here's 57,000 POVs that have already been saved to hard drives on the other side of the planet that you can't suppress. It's over with. It's done. It's really weird how that has that has made it really impossible to to do what normally was the function of government to go oh go back to sleep that didn't happen that didn't happen you can't prove it oh you have a video of it damn it everything's fine yes England as, prevails as, uh, as Jeffrey Tambor says in uh, Hellboy Two I hate YouTube <laughs> <laughs> he's the guy who has to suppress information I hate YouTube because you can't suppress that shit so here we go so here's Who's your that. Here's your Wachowski action-y scene thing. Wow, I did a good sound there. That was perfect. That was good. Moving on. Okay. Feeling a little bit like the weebs. So she picked uh, the wrong time to leave in that she didn't pick an early enough time to leave. Yeah. Five minutes could have walked out and been better. I mean, but seriously, it, it's like, in terms of this being subversive, again, we're we're dealing with a movie that has to make you sympathetic towards a terrorist, and they're not going easy on it. They've got him <laughs> no. wearing a dynamite vest like the terrorists do, <laughs> yeah. holding a, a friggin' dead man yeah. switch. You know, how do you like that? Yeah, huh? they're they're not uh, they're not soft pedaling it at all. It is. It is weird. I, I remember watching this movie, going, you know, right about here is where I'm going. Wow, they really, they're really going there. They're yeah. really doing this, and it's like I just, I just felt like 
how many people are watching this and just totally not getting it? This is like, yeah, right on. By the way, fuck Muslims. You know, they walk out at yeah. the door and go, fuck those Muslims too. Uh, suicide the, uh, bombers. The first degree Fight Club fans. Did you completely, yeah, exactly. Did you completely miss? I the, think I'm wired wrong or something because I don't picture terrorists per se when I see the dynamite vest as much as like, say, bank robbers or something. Oh, I guess that's fair. <laughs> I think bank, well, see, the thing about bank robbery is bank robbery you don't typically blow yourself is up. It's done to further a life later. It's not really a suicide thing that you do to rob a bank. These are two different goals, really. The suicide vest is when you don't fucking care about money anymore, yeah. <laughs> and you're making a larger point. That's a. Th- this is a, an extension from uh, from 1984. No one ever got a ho- no one ever got control of Big Brother's uh, uh, yeah. you know communication system in 1984. This is this is almost like a sequel to 1984 in some ways. It's 1984 meets Serenity. Yeah, yeah. I love the idea that he set this thing up and he, you know, had to edit it himself on Final Cut Pro or something. <laughs> just, yeah. you know. Well, that is that is never the... more evident than at the end when it smash cuts to a dramatic V logo. It's yeah. like you had to do that in Photoshop, didn't you, V? <laughs> yeah. Well, that, not only did he have to like first of all build you got a Wacom tablet, he built a. The climax of this movie would have us believe that he built himself an entire new working, you know, refurbished subway system right. that no one else uses, filled it with explosives, and set it all up and timed it. Not to mention maintaining his lovely underground studio apartment and still had time to stack ten million dominoes just in his free time that afternoon, uh, where it does become. I, I don't. Th- I, for some reason, I see that as being a, a metaphor, not like a literal. He did that. Obviously, it exists in the same rules as he did this because we're showing you this. We're showing you this. He did this. It, it seems like it's playing on the same field, but I don't think he really did. I think it's. it's I think it's like a. Yeah. It's a lyrical. Well, thing it's one of those doing, things like, that V is. You know, Maybe the, they just the, shot it for the fucking trailer. The whole thing about V is, you know, he's he's more than a person. The reason you never see his face is because his identity is not important. His identity is the idea that he represents, you know. And so all of these things that he's doing, no one person could do it. But that's the point in a way. You know, the point is that, superhero idea. that other people, you know, it, it's got to be a collective action what he's doing ultimately. So – but they never they never go full Zorro with it, where it turns out there are multiple V's running around doing this stuff. And they're really downplaying it in the movie versus the graphic novel, where he is essentially a genius, and his entire life is devoted to Batman. everything that you see happening here. And then on top of everything that we're seeing in this movie, he has done so much else, and that is all he does. Oh yeah, I think I think it is. You're right, it's more clear in the book, but it is certainly made clear that he has spent the last 20 years building up to this moment. And now he's like, all right, I'm ready to put out a trailer now. (laughs) Going to release a trailer. I got one more more year to put it all together, and I'm pretty sure I can can make it. And I can make it because I have Final Cut Pro. Yes. (laughs) See, if I release the trailer now and I announce a release date, then I'll be motivated to actually hit, hit the target, you know. He totally did have to make that little that little the little network bug for VTV <laughs> yeah. with the fancy gradient on the gray text and the, like, and the melty he, he was totally the, fucking the blood drippy V hanging out know. in Photoshop yeah. watching some kind of Monte Cristo oh yeah yeah he's a resourceful fellow I I don't know how he pulls off that haircut though I'll tell you that much the Prince Valiant I don't know <laughs> I was it's a wig, it's a wig. Yeah. 
And you have to say it in that voice, weirdly enough. <laughs> I love that you joined in, too, without hesitation. Yes, if I, if I, if I, could, if I could have harmonized, I would have, but I don't have that skill. We'll practice. It's a wig. wig. It's a wig. <laughs> Where were you, Mike? What the fuck? Jesus. Sorry. He was watching we the movie. A seventh, I was watching the movie. I was like, ooh. Yeah. I looked over at him, and he had this blank look, Mike, and he was just staring Mike, Mike at Mike represents anarchy. Yeah. It's a wig. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do what you tell me to. I do what I want. And he says a completely different word. I'm not part of your system. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to play by your rules anymore. Groundhog Day, nice. Thank you. Not going to play by their rules anymore. Don't drive angry. So, the. uh, Don't drive on the railroad track. This is. uh, I remember seeing when I saw this scene, it was like, you know, oh, this. uh, This. That V is so clever. The clever switcheroo. I think we've seen that before, though. It's been done a few times, but it's still. Oh, like, it happened you know. in, uh, for instance, uh, The Dark Knight. Yes. Didn't it? Yes. Oh, and also, uh, what was it? Inside Man with Clive Owen. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. That's that was exactly a good movie. That's an underrated movie. Actually. In real or, life, too, unfortunately. <laughs> it was a yeah, it's a famous jewelry store yeah. robbery here in Los Angeles some years back where the same thing happened and the, the police did shoot the hostage thinking it was the guy. Yeah, no, I pictured the exact scene where uh, guy's masked up, standing there, twitching and like trying to show that he's tied up to the people observing from a distance. And I think he, what does he do? Like some sort of uh, Morse code or something? And <laughs> I don't remember, but but yeah, no, that is exactly what came to mind. V strikes me as the kind of guy though who would make a bomb that has a massive, obvious "fuck you" countdown timer. <laughs> yeah, and it gets to two fifty four and. <laughs> 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 blows up in two and then like early. If, if you could only ask him hey why did it not go to zero he's like <laughs> okay fuck you, <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> fuck you and your zero yeah i'm not gonna play by your rules yeah. my bombs go off Be- because 28 yeah because then you would know when it's going off that's wouldn't right. it go off at 11 5 yeah the only the Bra- only uh, ah. it, or ref- reference to starship troopers i uh, one of the things five. in starship troopers i was that was great is there was the, there's a Secondary race. One of the okay. Another thing that was cut out of Starship Troopers, I admit it, was there's a secondary race of subservient aliens that are slaves of the bug aliens, um, called Skinnies, as I recall. And they're not in the movie, but the they uh, they're they're just like slaves. They're not really combatants. So you just uh, they're just a nuisance when you're in a combat zone, and there's Skinnies there. So so they have a thing called a screaming bomb where they they throw it and it screams in the Skinny language. I'm gonna explode in thirty seconds. Twenty nine. Twenty eight. Twenty seven. And it's all it's more about making them all scatter than actually doing any actual damage. It's like so a big red timer like that is to say. You have two seconds to get out right. of the building. Oh, they, didn't they? Didn't they do a similar thing to what's going on with V here in uh, the third Mission Impossible, where uh, they they had someone hostage that he thought was his buddy, but then it the turned mask. out to they be made him shoot else. him in the mask. Yes, yeah. yes, totally. Yes, I do recall that. They made a third Mission Impossible. Nobody's yes, perfect. Did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was JJ's one. There's yep, a reason I can JJ's. say I like everything. That was everything. JJ Possible, not to be confused with JJ Trek, <laughs> or JJ Field, or JJ Eight. <laughs> or Jay Jalius. I'm done. <laughs> she sprayed him. He's in a life or death situation. She sprayed him with mace. He turned around with a gun and hit her with it. Yeah. Lucky break for her, I would say, in that case. <laughs> they cut that part out of the Foley or the yeah. ADR when he went. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Just one of those things. It's it's you know. There's a movie trope. It's like, well, lucky for you, that guy didn't do the exact thing he came to do, right? Which is shoot bad guys. Now it's really interesting to me how early on uh, you see V, the the V I meme kind of 
uh, getting into everyone's brain here because this basically the second he's he's on the air, that's the chink in the armor where they go, yeah. oh my god, the government is not completely in control. Yeah. Well, the the and, government the government made the obvious mistake, which is telling the world he's dead when he isn't. Right. So how do you think that's going to go? What, what yeah. do you think the next step is? Uh, I don't know. We'll find out with Bin Laden. Huh? <laughs> yeah, well, that was the thing. That's the thing. That's you know, again, idiot co- conspiracy doofballs who are like, yeah, they totally just you know say that. You know, it seems a little fishy to me. It's like, think it through. Yeah, you don't asshole. think he would have been online immediately, going, no, no, they didn't get me. <laughs> Bin Laden would go, my God, it's Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking Christmas. Here I am with today's newspaper, going, not actually so much with the dead, or the or the other thing where he's like. Everyone thinks I'm dead. Yeah. I can do anything <laughs> yeah, I right. want. The government said I'm dead. I can go anywhere now. They made this way easier for me. Yeah. Yeah, no. Only conspiracy theories. People right, this is make, actually, think that makes sense. This is actually what my dad's house looks like. <laughs> so Your dad's a serial killer? Your dad doesn't no. believe in shelves. Yeah. He's just, no, he's, they're just all full, so he has to put the rest of the books That's on the That's fantastic. Floor. I got to hang with your dad. <laughs> That's great. I, there's a, there's that was a, what Trey's house kind of looked like. And there was also marionettes everywhere. It yeah. was fucking weird. That's, the shelves were for the marionettes. The, um, the, uh, books, look at this guy with books. There's a, there's a show on uh, HBO called uh, uh, Bored to Death, which is actually a pretty funny little show. And uh, Jason Schwartzman's character has books all over the floor because his girlfriend moved out and she owned the shelves. So it's just a nice touch that he's got all these books that are just in piles everywhere. You know, but you really shouldn't stack them that way because it gets really yeah, pressure. Yeah, you're going to get pressed, the pressure. I could help you if you want me to stick around. No. This is kind of a... Uh, nice po- place he's got. Also a post... Well, it's post-dystopian uh, in, in a lot of ways. It references a lot of... This is sort of Children of Many, actually, because the guy also has the, uh, the statue. There's a little and... Children of Men, but there's also uh, Fahrenheit 451. Yeah. You know, he yeah, saved yeah. all of this stuff from presume, you know, presumptive burning, I'm Which, sure. by the way, 451 degrees Fahrenheit isn't when paper burns. What is it? I don't recall, but I remember reading that and being like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> Let me look at that real quick. Go ahead. Like, what, God. Jesus, you yeah. paper Only the internet could find a way to spoil that. Fahrenheit 451 is not actually the temperature at which paper burns. Because I sure hope someone lost their job over that one. <laughs> Ray Bradbury sucks. Yeah, Ray Bradbury says hi. Oh, Ray Bradbury. Have you seen him recently? He's bedridden. He's, oh, he's, man. He's still, I have friends who went to see him just last week. Uh, they, he's, he, he would love to get out of bed. He's just yeah. physically unable, but his mind is still sharp yeah, as tack. Yeah, yeah. He's... He's amazing. It's I, I I would go to the you know the festival of books every year, and he'd show that you know it was the UCLA festival of books. Now it's at USC, but he would show up every year, and it's just like you could see this. It was this decline, and it was. But he was. But you, mentally, he was always there. Yeah. It was just like he he had to kind of stagger in, and then he had a cane, and then he had a wheelchair, and then he's not there anymore. So yeah. it's like, oh, he's on his way out. But friends of mine just went still to as sharp as ever. Went to see him last week. He's he's bedridden, although he's he's supposedly doing better now than he was. So um, there's hope that he may be able to get out and about again. I would totally live in a place like this. Oh yeah, <laughs> who wouldn't really? Like, That's a better place than anywhere else in London, right? Or the far, UK. far better. In, no, in this, the, in this look movie, at the space. Not in, London's a pretty nice city. If it was America, he'd have a billiard table. But otherwise, I would totally have a billiard table. If it was America, he would have a bowling alley built in. Yeah, that's true, too. There's a place that's just tailor-made to have your own bowling alley. It probably was a bowling alley, yeah, and he it just filled it with art. <laughs> yeah, Damn you. Ruined a perfectly good bowling alley. <laughs> 
that actually, there's a good location. I mean, you know, Constantine lived behind a bowling alley, or his, his buddy had that place, and he lived above the bowling alley. But that would be a good post-apocalyptic place, an actual bowling alley, mm-hmm. like the interior of a bowling alley. And over here, you just, you know, but you've just used the section. Just watch out for the divots in the floor. Yeah. You've just fortified it yeah. against whatever is wrong outside. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, I was hoping for a shopping mall. Yeah. I got a fucking bowling alley in my neighborhood, so there you go. It's okay. You can't run at speed across bowling aisles. That, that's yeah. right. The zombies Rain. have to wear special exactly. shoes. That's down. Down. Here's the I, thing. I have plenty of cannonballs to hurl at them from the bar, from the ramparts. It works great. Referring to, I'm sorry, I was looking up the 451 thing on Wikipedia. It says, uh, sources contemporary with the novel's writing gave the temperature as actually 450 degrees Celsius, 842 degrees Fahrenheit. Bradbury uh. is believed to have thought Fahrenheit made for a better title. <laughs> I, there you go. I agree. I like Fair this. enough. Celsius 451 doesn't have the well, same You could have said Fahrenheit 852 or whatever it was. Whatever. It'd be a whole different world we live in now, wouldn't it? Hey, look at us. We missed the point. (laughs) Party on the internet. Look at his fucking terrifying hands. He has a pretty apron. I think that's hysterical that that he does that. That he flips the toast? No, that he... Where is this this really apron? Hello. Clearly for her, just you know, b- and because he finds it amusing. Oh, oh, my up. hands! They yeah. happened while I was cooking you breakfast. Yes, the, the, I had the bacon turned up way too high. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so Ta-da! sorry. I want to figure out how to make this weird ass toast with the egg in the middle. Like it, it's oh. called a uh, pig in the hole or something like that. Toad no, in the uh, no toad in the hole. Bird's is nest. Sausage. Bird's um, nest. Sausage and bread. My mom cooked. called it a bird's nest. Oh. It's it's literally just you just you just cut a hole, fry the bread. But how does the how does the egg not fall out? It appears to be a single piece. It does because does it, it well the it, it cooks into the bread. So oh, okay. The, you know, okay. You just crack the crack the egg egg. It's a it's a fried egg, but it, it grabs onto the bread. Uh, so he calls it an egg in a blanket it, and who actually it supposed to be a toad in a hole vegan. Yeah. Toad in a hole is uh, No, toad in toad in the hole is uh it's it's Pig. Sausage and bread pudding, isn't it? Yeah, pig, pig in a blanket toad is a the, uh, pig no, in a blanket is a sausage. Toad and a pan, in a the hole refers to a sausage dish. Toad in a hole is an egg dish. Yeah, apparently. Toad. Ask TV tropes, but that's what yeah. it says it right there. It's true. Fucking British. Uh, as if like Welsh, as if like Welsh rabbit, talking which about. has yeah, nothing to do is, with rabbit. Yeah. As if well, their food is worth talking about. Huh? As if their food is worth talking about. That's fair enough. No, seriously, that's like it's not good over there. They did not discover salt somehow. Fucking Britain. Yeah. Why wait? <laughs> Taste the rainbow. <laughs> What's in your wallet? I don't know. Yeah. Cliche. <laughs> oh, okay. So when does he do the shopping? Seriously, while he's when like does he planting go out for the eggs. No, he's yeah. like Christopher Walken and Blast in the Past. He has a back room that's full of fish and food and roller skates and batteries. <laughs> he probably. Well, no, he doesn't because surely we'd see it. I was like, he probably has like a whole network of people that that do jobs for him and. They have a, a certain degree of separation, so no one really knows who they're working for or what they're doing. But surely we'd see a bit of that if that were true. What about blind people? Would they see it? Man, come on. Have well, a heart. Think Getting these back things into through. Prestige here. Yeah, exactly. Think, man. <laughs> there are people out there to whom you are offensive. If we're going to live in some kind of dystopia, you've got to have a plan. Hire the blind people. <laughs> So yeah, anyone again, we're back to this. All right. Anyone who looks at looks at this and goes, Yeah, see, that's like have you heard of Glenn fucking Beck? Yeah. Have you heard of fucking Rush Limbaugh? Yeah, I think he's more of a Limbaugh. I don't think Beck was really a thing at the no, time. No, Beck wasn't a thing, but I'm yeah. just saying, again, it's like this couldn't happen in America. You know, Beck wasn't two thousand seven. Yeah. This is happening right now in America. Yeah. The only issue is how many douchebags are listening to that douchebag. Yeah. 
And the What's freaking is that this is this guy is sort of just taken at his word by everyone. He's sort of a de facto voice. Well, like, well, there doesn't seem to be an alternate view. I it's, believe he's called the voice, the voice of, of London. Yeah, yeah London. because again, it's, it's government supported, and 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 England is certainly because media in England is government supported. So there is that. Well, you know, and, that they and sort of are already accustomed to that concept. Being a you know being a fascist state, this is probably the only. The, but he's he's trusted because for like oh, probably a whole generation he is the only voice yeah. that they've ever heard. He's the only TV there is. They don't they don't get to switch to another Imagine channel. If you only had one show and it was Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah. And you grew up that way. You would think that he was right because no one has ever told you different. Especially Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah has, the, anyone, has anyone has anyone done a Brillo pad joke with that? Brillo, Brillo O'Reilly? Something Brillo like that, maybe? There's, a, there's, there's a pun there. You guys work on that. Bring it back to me. <laughs> Someone, yeah. That is an exceedingly white British man, by the way. That, look at this guy. That's no, a, he's not. That is a regular white British man. <laughs> that's a normal, yeah. That's a regular He's British not abnormal man. in any yeah. respect, no. <laughs> Are you calling them pale? <laughs> They're a pale people. How would the blind people know? You've got to think about this shit, man. I'm all of a sudden I'm the advocate for the blind on this show now. All right. Well, they know because we said it, I guess. Mm. Wow. Well, I wonder if we have any deaf listeners. <laughs> okay, your homework <laughs> is to think about what you just said. <laughs> well, I think uh, it was Dumbledore who said it best when he said, "Do or do, do not, not, there is no try." try. <laughs> In the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Which I think I think we can all agree is Michael Bay's best work. <laughs> I love not that, to mention Ian McKellen's. Yeah, there's a name for that. We were talking about this earlier. There's a name for that where you, you know it's like extreme trolling. Trolling is what sums it up. But where you say something blatantly wrong on the internet just, just to get to that get person wrong. to correct you, just to get that person to correct your blatantly obvious thing that you did as a joke. I love this uh, this character's line. I mean, they're checking out the dead body and stuff like that. And this guy, th- this is I, I just love this encapsulation of how they think. He goes, "In the wrong light, the loss of the voice of London could seriously damage our credibility." I'm like, I can't believe that you think there's a right light. <laughs> yeah, that you can put that in. They spun the destruction of the old Bailey, so yeah. you know they're trying. Yeah, they're like, okay, how do we do this? But he he died in a fire saving orphans. Wouldn't you expect anything less from a man? Here's another. I I think ultimately what makes uh, what makes V work. Mark, I don't, can you do this in your layer with a knight in shining yeah. armor and your dowel rods? <laughs> I don't remember this being in the book, but they really, you know, they make V such a dork <laughs> in, this, <laughs> in really the movie is. in a lot of ways. His paintings and his old movies and his fencing yeah. and his apron. And and Mike does not have a knight. He actually has a stormtrooper. Yeah. yeah. Well, sure. Yeah, that would make Hello. sense. Uh, Story about a night suit omitted. But you, but you almost but, get the. It humanizes him in the sense that you almost get that he's not. He's not a guy who wanted to become this. Yeah, he didn't no. want to ever do this. He would. He would much rather, you know, just be dorky and and live out little sword fight movies and yeah. stuff like that. Like he never really grew up in one sense, but in the other sense, he's like, I gotta devote my life to fixing yeah. this. I am kind of pissed, and I'm the only one who lived, so all those other people, someone has to speak for them. But yeah, that, but then at the same time, there's this kind of incongruously like, oh, you haven't seen Count of Monte Cristo? You should totally see, you want to see yeah. it? You should totally watch it, because it's cool. You, I have it, if you want to watch. You want to watch it? Okay. Oh, the... Uh, I'll the, make you another one. She hasn't seen all this <laughs> Yeah, she hasn't seen Count of Monte Cristo. The Voice of London had a uh, a... 
legal drug uh, problem. Hmm. I wonder who that's emulating in uh, the American I wonder. Music. Um, I do, hmm. Wait, who? Limbaugh. Mr. Oxycontin himself. Mm. Yeah. Hillbilly heroin, we call it. Mm-hmm. We call it down where we take it. <laughs> yeah, down where we make it yeah. and sell it to the hillbillies. Now, I don't remember but then, how they... It's like, it, this would be the ultimate nerd play. To be, I got the pretty girl. It's like, oh, I had this like rare movie. It's kind of underground. You probably haven't seen it. You want to watch it with me? And then, again, the trope of... And then... The TV announcement that happens to impact you personally happens to come on right at the moment you're watching the television. Also, I totally killed that guy. Yeah. But, Isn't yeah, that awesome? Yeah. That's right. See, that would be the nerd. That would, that would like totally up your nerd cred, I think. Yeah. Oh, that I did that. No, I did. That was me. I killed him. Can you think of a better version of backing up your argument? <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> yeah, yeah. See? My point. I, I killed that guy. This is you what I'm saying. did not. The death of... Ta-da! <laughs> yeah, totally killed I him. I am the winner, man. <laughs> the beautiful thing here is that um, in the book, he was not intended to have any sort of uh, romance with her whatsoever. So realistically, he doesn't really give a shit what she thinks of him. And the romance you see... Uh, in this movie is 100% for movie purposes. Well, it also he does he, have a vested interest. Well, he's in about to use her and kind of go, yeah, I totally used you there. Sorry, you know. So, well, she's aware of that. I mean, she just said, you know, did you take my ID? It was missing yesterday. Mm-hmm. So she she is aware that she's being used, and she also she also uh, actively joined forces with him and is questioning, like, oh, what wh- am I being used? But I but I maced that guy. Oh, yeah. So she's aware. Yeah. But again, but again, it's the, happening to me. And uh, you know, it goes several levels deep, kind of, because then he decides to use her again. She agrees, attempts to betray him, but that was part of his plan anyway. So. There's a nice he is little, like, trying to figure nice little touch there where they talk about, you know, what's he done and where did he serve? And they say he worked here, there, here, here, Syria before and after, blah, blah, blah. And you kind of go, nice what happened to Syria exactly? Yeah. What did you guys do to Syria? Yeah, what do you think? So. Syria, Lee? The guy on the left looks like Jason Statham, but not here, but in yeah. the previous yeah. scene. No, no, he doesn't. No. Yeah. That <laughs> now guy. he's on the right. Yeah. It looks like, yeah. No, kind of like the, the older Jason, Jason Statham. Yeah. Well, Jason Statham Damon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. In oh, this my. Way. Oh. If Jason Statham. <laughs> he can write screenplays and kick your butt. <laughs> unlike Ben Affleck. Unlike Ben Affleck. Oh. Hey. Well, Sorry, uh, he, he won an Oscar. He's, we should make fun of him. Exactly. Yeah. No. <laughs> he's got an Oscar and I don't. So <laughs> what are you going to do? And he can play blind people. He can. That's right, called yeah, a throwback. Right, Mike? Blind, See? Blind people. No, blind people can still kick no, your ass. No, the one who's over there making fun of Ben Affleck. I'm just <laughs> trying to say, yeah. I will rewrite history. <laughs> Stephen, Stephen Ree, is that this actor's England name? Prevails. Who? The, the actor whose name you couldn't yes. remember, Stephen Ree, from yes. uh, The Crying Game, among other things. Yes. Not to be confused with Stephen Reedy. That's right. That's what I heard him say as well. Yes. But, um, yeah, he's good. Who could be confused with crying The Crying Game? Crying Game is what I think about. I don't know. I've got nothing. That guy's brow furrows, and he gets an upside-down T between his eyebrows. The detective. You'll see it again That'll later. happen sometimes. Yeah, no, but the T. I want to see someone that has, like, a W or a J. That would be crazy. <laughs> I would live for that. <laughs> an S would be the ultimate, I think. I, be Dude, how do you do that? Wow. What would suck would be an L. I mean, then it's, no, yeah, no. That would be bad. If you were V, you'd just draw it on your forehead. Just get a Sharpie. Just draw it in. Or Zorro. Is it in the, is it in the movie or the book where 
uh, weren't her parents like freedom fighters or something? Yeah, it's in here. Yeah. It's in here? Okay. She, she has the flashback where she sees her parents get hauled away. I do believe. Because I haven't read the book, so I can't be remembering it from that. Apparently the cops mentioned it, and I just missed it. Ah, oh. there it is. Hey, look at that. Yeah, Thank you, movie. Well, well it's, it's like weird it for read someone your mind. Who, who is a grown-up child actress to see as a grown-up who they cast as her as a child. It's like, well, we we know what Natalie Parkman looked like at age. <laughs> yeah, 12. it is hard to do. And frankly, this isn't bad. I mean, it doesn't look anything like her. But if you didn't know what she looked like as a kid, it's like the coloring's right, and she has the big brown eyes and all that. It's a white girl. Yeah, it's yeah. not that hard. S- s- do something. <laughs> Oh my god, it's a white girl. Okay, hide the hide the silverware. Yeah. Hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> white girls in the house. <laughs> what, what? How many times have I... Right stop us. bringing those white girls now, around here. this is here. cute, because we get a, a set-up payoff thing here where this is the first one, yeah. and there's an echo later, which I, I'm, I have slight confusion about, but we'll get there. In the meantime... There are the black sacks that have already been referenced. Black bag. Yeah. And there, darling. <laughs> In the chat room, the light said, you know, V falls asleep at a party. Everyone draws on his mask. <laughs> yeah. But he I'm has so many. A, I'm going to give you a mustache. Oh. Yeah. Oh, really yeah. funny, you guys. So, yeah. again, people just uh, uh, being abducted and disappeared in the middle of the night. Not science fiction. Yeah, no. <laughs> something that happens. Not here, but something that happens in the <laughs> oh, world Fuck today. you, not here. Oh. How do you know it doesn't Redaction. Look it up. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, but we make movies about that and no one goes to see them. Well, not not here as much as and, and as publicly as mostly it mostly elsewhere, in the, like, that way. places like Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Everyone's just confused. People just leave Michigan. <laughs> yeah. Once they realize they are free to go, <laughs> yeah, they just leave, and no one real, and they just disappear. Wait, but, you're saying you don't have to live where you grow up? Yeah. yeah. No, this yeah this changes. If there's everything. anything that Down in Front Dear can do for God. anyone, if you're within the sound of my voice, you don't have to stay where you were born. This is true for everybody. Unless you're a plant. That is, yeah. 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 But you could be like a milkweed seed. Oh, or, that's deep. And waft or with the wind. you could be born into From a planter. That's true. Planet. In which case, you're kind of at the mercy of where the planter goes. And blinking, step into the sun. I'm going to keep singing until someone talks about the Vendetta. There's, There's more, more to sing, sing than can ever be seen. So, hey, she's oh. found the mirror of Erised. I don't know. Uh, we're, yeah. We're just... <laughs> I had to say and something. She finds the mirror of Arisad. She found the mirror. Did you say Arisad? Y- yes. I was going to make that same joke. She I found know. the alliteration mirror? Yeah. yeah. I had to do something. <laughs> stop that. Stop that. <laughs> what does this mirror say? Uh, vav, vav. It's a from... Vidi vidi it's from Viviendi, the, Vivendi, the, the gin makers. So uh, <laughs> you could totally slip promotional right thing. Whatever it says. I got a Budweiser neon sign in the back. You want to see that? It's awesome. In the special edition, the mirror says Vin Diesel. <laughs> That Vinny, is Vinny, not Vinny correct. Diesel. Vinny, Vinny Diesel. <laughs> I Vinny came, Vinny I saw, Diesel. I am Vin Diesel. Yeah. Diesel does not start with a V. You're breaking our alliteration name. In the Latin alphabet, it does. No, it doesn't. But Jehovah begins with an I. I just gave Teague the bitch, are you crazy look. Yeah. We, you know we use the Latin alphabet. That, that is just <laughs> the alphabet. In the Latin <laughs> yeah. alphabet. It's, it's totally different than the Jehovah Latin alphabet. With an I. Yes, but Berlin. That's, that's something that they would say in some movie somewhere. That would, in a silent movie, they would go, yes, but in the Latin alphabet, yeah. just totally make Jehovah that. begins with an I. In, so, in the Spanish alphabet, Trey begins with a W. Yeah. So this, this, this entire Spanish detective alphabet. 
conspiracy plot line is not in the book. That was invented just for the movie, kind of just to keep the movie moving along, I think, yeah. to, to, the, the so that we'd have things conspiracy, to do in between. The detectives these. themselves having a conspiracy? Yeah, or? no, no, the, the, that they're unraveling this ah. vast conspiracy of, you know, the, the St. Mary's uh, epidemic was perpetrated by the government to give them uh, you know, to to so that oh. they could blame it on someone else and and steal more power with the, uh, well, wh- whatever they called their Patriot Act mm-hmm. uh, in their world. Right. What do you think? Getting on a more abstract conversation about the art of adaptation. What do you think is the? Hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, what is the virtue? Moment of silence. <laughs> I don't care if you have Excuse a fetish. Excuse me, were you talking? Because I believe something adorable is Yeah, right whether right you now. had a fetish about this or not, you, you kind of have to now. go, oh. You, no, you, I, I you thought you were going to say you I do totally now. I totally get it. Yeah, I totally get it. Anyway, go on. Uh, the, the virtue of adhering strictly to skeevy. source material. <laughs> I do feel dirty. I, and I, 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 mean, we I don't know about, how old she is, but golly, do I feel like I am a pedophile right yeah. now? Yeah, a pedophile. Um... We always give credit to a, a movie that will decide to go somewhere else with its adaptation in the service of telling a good story on screen as opposed to slavishly upholding all of the tenets of its source material. Is there a virtue to trying to be as close as possible? Or does it ultimately not matter? I mean, Children of Men didn't really try that hard to stay Children of Men. It's sort of its own thing, and we applaud that. Then again, the Princess Bride movie is an awful lot like the Princess Bride book. I guess is it more important that it works, and if it can be close, that's a plus? I would say so, because what, what ultimately matters is the movie. A lot of people who are going to, no matter what it is, a lot of people are going to go see the movie that didn't read the books. I mean, uh, or or whatever the source material was, usually a book. Uh, although now it can be a fucking, you know, a little, little YouTube slug vid- on the YouTube uh, video. Yeah, or, a, or, you know, a little ad jingle for cereal or whatever that they make a movie out of. <laughs> a Twitter um, feed. A yeah. fucking Twitter feed. Yeah. So well, there's a freeze frame moment for the the true pedophiles. Carry on. I think the important uh, let's not let's not give them cues. You make them work <laughs> for it. Come on. Oh, like they didn't find uh, that on their own. Yeah. But uh, I think the important part ultimately is telling a good story on on the screen. Um, generally speaking, you would think that the point of an adaptation, the reason that you go after a source material to adapt, is because. There's something there that you like and that you want to communicate to the audience that doesn't necessarily, you know, have experience with the source material. Um, and the question is potentially, you know, and you part of it is that the uh, the filmmaker has to connect with the material, obviously. I think you can tell a lot of times with an adaptation if the filmmaker is just kind of making it because they're like, well, this is what's in the book. So we will do that. And Scott Pilgrim. For example, um, I feel like um, some some people have said I didn't listen to the the um, you know official commentaries or anything, but they were talking about how uh, Edgar Wright actually connected very deeply with the material, um, and uh, like Chris Columbus uh, supposedly connected very deeply with like Rent, but I didn't get that out of his adaptation. <laughs> Chris of it. Chris White's clearly had you know felt strongly about uh, Golden Compass, I right. think. Um, and I think I think there, as I said in some other commentary, the the problem with Golden Compass is they were too faithful in adaptation. Well, they were too, they were too faithful in adaptation while also being gun shy of really getting at what the story was about. Yeah, they're fa- they were. Faithful You're right. To- they were faithful to the plot, but not the 
point yeah, of yeah. this stuff. They, didn't wa- they, they basically didn't want to tell anyone what the point was. <laughs> yes. Because then they would have gotten in trouble. Yeah. So they did well, everything. See, but if they, they had, had, the movie wouldn't have been successful. Right. <laughs> so, so they, they made the right call. Everything they could to obscure that point. So, I, I, I mean, really, ultimately, it gets down to telling a story. It almost doesn't matter what the story is as long as you tell a story. But, of course, the closer you can be to the source material, the more there's kind of a point to having adapted in the first place. But also, um, if you're adapting something, part of the point of it is someone has done that dirty work for you. So if you're going to adapt something that already has a story, and then you're going to fuck it up and by not really following the story, and you're not going to successfully tell an alternate story, you're just going to fuck up, then why? Why? Why did you do it? Um, but, but if you've told a good story, then I think think that's kind of forgivable like the hardcore fans of whatever the uh, uh source material is would disagree right but um i now, think as a general rule where does the movie adaptation fit into that because that is i in its way an adaptation of the orchid thief what oh adaptation what? charlie kaufman i never read the orchid thief so i wouldn't know but i mean the the point well, is the, that yeah, he literally just yeah. couldn't fucking do it right so he wrote an entirely different thing about adapting about it. how hard right. how he couldn't adapt it and it made it autobiographical does it even it qualify is. as an adaptation I no, mean, no it no, totally it's, doesn't that's not but an adaptation. it's it's yeah. it it's just it's, it's basically just, inspiration it's not it's, adaptation it's meta it's very meta well but it, does, it actually it does like it does it does address what you're talking about is like you know some books don't lend themselves to being movies right you know and 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 or a writer can have a hard time, where maybe another writer could have done it, but a, you know, a writer can have a really hard time finding a way to turn a, a certain book into a and make it work as a movie. Um, again, uh, William Goldman, uh, it's in Which Lie Did I Tell? He goes on extensively about the difficulty he had adapting Absolute Power, which was this uh, novel that even before it ever got published was already this big deal. Oh, my God, it's going to be the great, great next big thing. You know, the publishing rights were huge. They were bidding over it for movie rights before it even became published as a book. Um, I love that line. Are you a Muslim? No, I'm on television. <laughs> yeah. What? So, and then he, so Goldman got the job to adapt this novel. And then he goes into the de- detail about how he was just agonizing over adapting the novel. And he finally couldn't get it, couldn't figure out how to crack it. And uh, his, uh, his buddy, it was Tony Gilroy, I think, uh, came into doctor for a couple of weeks and Tony Gilroy was the guy who said, you know, well, you should have this happen. And, and, and Goldman said, well, but that can't, that can't happen. It's not in the book. And Gilroy says, well, see my advantage is I haven't read the fucking book. That's what should happen. And, and so he said, the, the book is what's killing the script. So the, the movie of absolute power is almost completely other than the premise. It has no relation whatsoever to the book. It was supposedly based on. Um, but, uh, you know, Goldman goes into the, the, you know, well, how hard that was and how difficult that was. And anyone who wants to say that, uh, you know, Peter Jackson clearly never read Lord of the Rings, like, fuck you. He, you know, they agonized over how to adapt right. Lord of the Rings and, and everything. That, and Lord of the Rings is fucking super close. Yeah. I mean, you look at, uh, Jurassic Park is a great example of a great movie that has almost nothing to do with the book that it's based on. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go back and read Jurassic they Park. They boiled a lot of Jurassic Park down to make the movie. Yeah. Yeah, and, and change a lot of stuff around and, and stuff like that. And it's basically just the premise and a couple little But Crichton wrote the movie, so whatever. Well, Crichton wrote uh, early drafts, and then David Kep came in and did whatever it is Copy and pasted shit from other yeah, Indiana Jones scripts. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, I love, uh, we, we passed the whole scene with Stephen Fry, and I love it. But I also love, she, um, she sort of looks past, and there's like cool fetish stuff over there. At which point you realize, in the beginning of this, this happened when she was yeah. going over to Gordon's house to do something that we assume at the time is... Yeah. Have so she's going to be fucking the boss? Is that what's going yeah. on there? And he says, I 
totally gay, but I have to keep up appearances. And that's also a trope. Uh, what's the pull that one up again? There's a trope for that. Actor illusion. It's called actor illusion. It says Stephen Fry plays an erudite gay man in the entertainment industry, which oh. he is. Ooh. Actor illusion. That's not, kind not of... to be confused with actor alliteration, yes. which is when you get like someone... Alan Alda. Alan Alda, or yeah. <laughs> Thank you for saving me on that yeah. one. Like, or oh, Vin fuck. Diesel. Oh, that's yeah. oh wait. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it's pronounced Diesel. Vin Diesel. In the Latin alphabet, it's pronounced Diesel. Din Diesel. Yeah, Din Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Michael Moore. I think, yeah. There the you go. Actor illusion. I think, I, you know, or, or as we call it in Hollywood, casting. <laughs> where you put, you know, it's it, casting is interesting because it's, again, it's a topic that's come up in the project I'm just getting started on now, and you know, casting is this weird, bizarre thing where it's like we can we can get these, we can totally go out to these big names, and then there are times you go, but this shouldn't have a big name, this role shouldn't be a big name. It's 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 similar to the idea of this is a big important. They totally could have cast Michael Caine as Stephen Fry. Yeah, but uh, it's and well, they, they did in Children of Men, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah sure. but they. Uh, God, I love Stephen Fry so much. Yeah, and, and Stephen Fry could have been the guy in Children of Men. Wouldn't he been great in that too? But he, um, Stephen Fry would be great. He should be everyone he in would Harry be Potter. Great. He would be great in everything. In fact, he's not in. He's Harry not in Harry Potter. Potter. How is he not in Harry Potter? How did we miss Fry? However, that possible? stop. Everyone, stop. We have to start over. Yeah, go back. Yeah. However, however, he is. In a sense, everyone in Harry Potter through it's his true. reading of the audio. That's kind of true. He's he's already he's already been everyone in Harry Potter. So who would he have played? Scrimgeour, maybe? No, he's black. No, he could have he could have done. Um, uh, would have been a great oh, Dumbledore. Shit. He would have no, been too young. An okay Dumbledore, yeah. but because uh, it matters, he's under that beard. He would have been a great Slughorn. Slughorn. I think mm-hmm. I think the, that uh, they made the right choice for Slughorn, but who, Fry could which have one was Slughorn? Uh, he was shit. I'm blanking. Which on one? Who? Name. Which one was Kenneth Branagh? Uh, that was uh, Gilroy Lockhart. Yeah. See, he would have been good for that. He could play the vain guy, you know, the vain, full of himself guy. Although, you know. Not he's not, he's not, not that, as uh, classically handsome Not as, that the other guy didn't nail it. Brana is. Brana just nailed it, so, you know, it's hard to quibble. So, anyway, um, what the hell? So we were talking about casting, and, you know, in some roles you don't, you don't want a big star in a role. In some roles you cast a guy because of the awareness of who that person is off screen and you go okay well this little shorthand this character is like as soon as he shows up you go i totally get who that is yeah but again it's like that's not a trope that's called casting your movie uh i'm not sure if i call it a trope it's kind of like and you know how one frame really fast falls right right after another that's a trope called persistence of vision (laughs) i mean i'm not sure on what exactly is a trope but okay but so this is, I guess this is V's kind of saving the cat. And there's a trope of our own, uh, which we're getting from Blake Snyder. Anyway, but... Yeah. Um, there's a trope of our own from someone. From someone else <laughs> that we invented. Well, he's dead, so we have to carry the flag yeah. for him. But the, um, this is a save the cat where he's like, okay, you weren't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's, it, I'm killing you. Oh, it yeah. Wasn't it's a totally trope of killing trying you. to make V look human yeah. is what it is. <clears throat> it wasn't your fault, but no. you still did. But you still did some bad <laughs> shit. So... You did some heinous shit. And unfortunately, I have a list and a schedule to keep, so yeah. so you're going down. Yeah, but, you know, I'll do it painlessly yeah. for you. Yeah, I'll give you a rose and stuff. And, ultimate, and, and you know, again, it's, it's also softened because she was like, oh, thank God. Please <laughs> yeah. just kill me. Yeah, really. I've been, I've been, I, I haven't had the courage to do it myself, but I've, I've yeah. deserved it for so long. That's it. That's a wonderfully subversive little moment to have in your movie. It's like you, you show up to kill someone and then you go, oh, thank God. Yeah. I'm so glad you came. Wow. I thought you were never going to get here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to kill you, but painlessly. Oh, you are so nice. <laughs> Aren't you nice? You are just the sweetest. Yeah. 
I I could I should have baked you some cookies or something. If you would let <laughs> me know, if I had known you were coming, you were coming to kill me. So I I want to talk about him a little, just because. Um, Steven? The, no, I, well, yes, yes. Sorry, I. Don't yeah, yeah Don't I, I I was unaware of the actor's name and. <laughs> anyway, no, I was. How could you not I, be I aware? aware. John I was aware, Kirk. but in my brain, I was like, no, no. Oh, yes, that his character's name is Sattler. Like, no, no. Anyway, I was unaware uh, of his name and thought you had just I, gotten I, your I, feelings hurt. I, I thought you were trying to point out that it hurts me because <laughs> in the movie, they do not represent this, but he is 100% fucking insane, okay? <laughs> in the book, he 100% is in love with himself and believes that him and God are the only two real things and that every other character in this movie is fake and a figment of his imagination. I'm surprised. And that's not insane? Hey, no, I'm he, saying it's not no, represented in the movie. Yeah, it, that's mm. only in the book and not in the movie, which is interesting because uh, that was totally George Bush. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm surprised that they didn't keep that for the yeah. movie. Alan Moore totally foresaw George Bush yeah. before Bush actually became president. I actually have a quote ready here from the book. It is, I've known since childhood that no one else is real, just me and God. So, and that is 100% well, the sentiment that is... There are those that believe that. Yeah. Like Prince. Yeah. And me. Oh, wait, I don't believe in God. So <laughs> I am so the only you, real so. one. Well, see, that's messed up. See, huh? that's twisted. What, what, what are you talking about? You are not real. Yeah, who's talking? There's like voices in my head. La, 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 <laughs> Why la, am I la. hearing things? I don't know what's happening. It's like mosquitoes. La, 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 and the fantastic thing here I would like to point out is that June 2nd is my birthday, and all of these horrible things happen <laughs> on my birthday. <laughs> because I am God. Oh, I see. So you wait, wait, did wait. that I, to celebrate. Wait, wait, wait. I am it. I don't know. I've got There we go. We've got ourselves a little uh, early reference to, what's her name, Valerie? She was the last person <clears> we saw in the oh, lineup there. The, uh, the character is going to be, whose story is going to get told later. Yeah. Ooh, that is that's yeah. an intense image. Yeah, man, for bodies, the bodies are covered with lime. The like dead know only light popcorn summer movie. Yeah, the dead know only one thing: it is better to be alive. So here's where the movie's like, oh, I get see what the thing with okay. Oh, it's a V. It's, a v. it's like by the time you get to like two, you're like, okay, we're gonna do the whole hall. All right, all right, all right, fine. Well, at least it's five, right? Oh, yeah, it's, it's only long, you know, five. <laughs> yeah, they pull a total psych on you. It's like. It would be awesome if the door was open and you didn't actually see the V. Or if it was, it, all of them were Roman numerals except that's a number five. <laughs> number says five. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the movie would be like, psych. Totally psyched you. I'm impressed at how much they're able to get fucking V shit in here and make it work. <laughs> yeah. I do have to say, There's the way a lot they of tie it. it all in. Dude, did you see the number 23? Oh, that too. Well, I guess, I guess, well, yeah. I guess they do have a benefit of being able to pull numerology for letters and numbers in this yeah. in this particular movie. Oh, the eye reflections. Yeah, so his voice changed since uh, the fire. Yeah. You know. He's he's, you know, drank some whiskey, I guess. Yeah. It's smooth. It's really just it soothes the throat and suddenly you're Hugo Weaving. That's how he happened in the first place. <laughs> whiskey. Hugo so, Weaving was Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. And then he he set himself on fire and became Hugo Weaving. <laughs> he he purified himself. And then he had this smooth, smooth Irish whiskey. So speaking of... I uh, like this these... little fake out, by the way, where you're like, oh my God, is he V? <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Fry's. You know what I like is Natalie Portman in a wife beater. Oh, mm. oh hi. I, li I like her in a man's shirt. I was going to say something about V's. Me. So, um... <laughs> 
Eggie in the basket. Though. Eggie in the basket. This we, week, we we have a trope here that says meaningful name, and it's trying to imply, I guess, that Evie is because E is the fifth letter of the alphabet, aka V. Yeah. Ha ha. V. Ha ha ha. That 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 was it. That's all I had. It's not trying to imply that she's Eve. I think, I think the closer and easier one is that the sound V is in the name Evie. Mm. Yay, clever. Mm. And yeah, the the allusion to Eve, especially uh, certainly clearer in the um, in the book where she actually becomes V. He dies, and she takes on his mantle and becomes the anonymous figure. You're thinking of, v. of Saw? No, <laughs> no. Although Saw Saw does a very similar thing. As similar well. thing. Spoilers. <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah, I don't want to spoil, spoil you on the Saw franchise, but it's retarded. <laughs> okay. Kind of knew that I without having first, seen any of I think the first one's pretty good. But. I enjoyed Saw, actually. I remember seeing the trailers for Saw. I mean, like, what a clever idea. And then we're on Saw 7 now. And, oh, my God. And he's like, what a clever idea that used to be. Yeah. They stopped yeah. now. Everything's okay. They're done. The they, first they Saw stopped? is basically Didn't 7 Didn't they stop after reverse. the first one? Yeah. The yeah. first two are all right, and then it's like, what? Uh, no, I'm not going to go on 2, because 2 is the one with the mansion. Why are we talking about? They that? went to a mansion again. I can say you that I like everything because I have not seen. Because you're not aware of everything. That, that that works. You mean you like what you saw? I'm saying that <laughs> I was a I, I'm uh, getting a train. I'm saying that you are ridiculously punny. Yeah, I'll take it. R- I'll take R- it. RR. So there's a trope for Evie becoming V, oh. called passing the torch. Where do they come up with these names? Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, what? That's crazy. That's Crematoria. Obscure. Fuck you. Yeah. Ha- have I done enough tropes yet? No. <laughs> I will keep going. Is there a trope for finding tropes that aren't really even tropes? There is a trope for no. <laughs> There's a trope for that. It's called <laughs> shut up, Trey. You know the thing when the hot ball of you know, orange trope? light comes up? That's called the sun. Tropes backwards. Sky morning. It's not spelled exactly right. There's not an A after the E, but seaport. Huh. Fun. I think it means something. Is there a trope that describes what them? Is there a trope for spelling C-tech something backwards? Astronomy. Dude, there are so many tropes. Too many secrets. You, know, you would not believe how huge tvtropes.org do, is. Do you know what would be more fantastic? Would be if tvtropes.org created an app that would actually play <laughs> along with movies that told you the tropes as they were happening. Yeah. But hey, I'm not no. making any suggestions. I think here. that no, app is called that... Matt Veda. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have one of those. I was going to say that app is called Down in Front. It, actually was a, it used to be a government app, and actually we have adopted it to the, to the private sector. So, I'm going to start well. watching the movies prior to the uh, doing tropes, and I'm going to have them all categorized now you're in, it. in order, okay? And I will just sit there with say. the microphone and say, trope! <laughs> and just yell. Like, I will interject, she won't even She won't even say what it is. She'll just yeah, scream trope. trope so we know what happened. Trope. I'll scream Is trope. it the water cooler? <laughs> I'll scream trope. I got, my, I got my trope whistle. <laughs> That's the moral equivalent of trope. <laughs> Meat is murder and eggs are trope. This is a big trailer moment. If our own government was responsible for the deaths of 100,000 people, would you really want to know? <laughs> oh, deep movie. Munch, 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 munch. Popcorn. Natalie Portman's in it, right? Does she grow feathers? Then I don't care. Does she masturbate? Then forget it. Does she have a hot lesbian scene? Then I don't care. You think they're going a little bit uh, strange love with this table lighting? Just the way it's a little bit. Guys in a black room lit up. Ness. Well, that's how everything actually gets done, right? Guys in a black room. Yeah, totally. Shiny tabletops. Yeah, that's the bummer. Whenever I see pictures of the Oval Office and like the West Wing and various rooms, it's like I'm so used to thinking of them as kind of dark. Well, dude, there's that picture. And you see the yeah, you see the actual like the war room thing. Well, like in in the West Wing, the war room is like. 
kind of yeah. lights off kind of thing. No, no. And no, then that, you see that picture. It's like it's a, just a white room. No, <laughs> seriously. Room. The the picture of like the Situation Room, the actual war room that everyone was sitting in when the Bin Laden thing. Yeah, that, that, yeah. happened. The, the picture. That's what it's totally. It's like it's nothing like the West Wing. No, it's, it's like my mom's. Or maybe room. it is. Exactly. Maybe it is, and they just turned on the lights. It looks like a fucking one of those offices that you just go into. I wouldn't. I would never have known that was the quote unquote war room. I thought it was just the nearest room with the television, and they went in there to watch what was happening. Well, there's no actual reason for the war room to have to look all cool and high tech. It just needs to hey, serve hey, its hey. function. Excuse me, I pay my taxes, yeah, and I want the war room I, to look fucking badass. At least badass. Want a goddamn war room. Also, I want. I didn't vote for anything else. Also, don't even try and tell me that the Center for Disease Control can't detonate if it needs to. Don't, because that's bullshit. What are my tax dollars even paying for? There was a funny crack article that was talking about examples of how. Uh, no, the the article was called "I Can't Tell If the World Is Serious Anymore." Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things was the CDC instigated a viral campaign. It's like the last thing I want is for the <laughs> CDC to be hip to kids. Who like they? What they literally did was they put together a zombie survival kit yeah. at the CDC yeah. website. Yeah, it's like the fact and, that and, it's and, a viral campaign alone is hysterical. But well, there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. You I see what I mean? It rhymes. I remember watching this with uh, um, some friends of mine who hadn't seen it before, and they were so into it at this point. They're watching the this this bit here, and they're all like, "Oh my god, he's going to be killed!" Yeah, like talking about Stephen Fry. They're like, yeah. "He will never make it out of this alive." It's true. You sort of look at it, and it's it is like uh, you know, if Benny Hill literally John took Hurt? on Margaret Thatcher, you'd right. go, "Oh my god!" Is that John Hurt playing the guy right here? Because it looks so much like John. I Hurt. I think it actually is John Hurt. It's John Hurt looking like pseudo John. Made up yeah, made up to, to like kind of be a guy John. trying to be John. But Hurt. why didn't they just get someone else? Because when you've got know. John Hurt, f- fuck it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's supposed to be playing John Hurt, so get fucking John Hurt. <laughs> it's so weird. It's totally Betty Hill. He's totally doing a Betty Hill thing. Yeah, but but yeah. It's like it's like if it's more like if Benny Hill was in Germany was, and yeah. took on Hitler. But yeah, like this. That's true. And he only would have done that show once. And I, but yeah, but I love that he's the 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 tragedy to an extent is that he's sitting there chuckling away about it, and it's like, oh no, you don't understand the gravity of what you've done. <laughs> yeah. It's good, but you are not prepared for yeah. for the hammer to come down. Well, good comedy. Well, Bad think, choice. I think yeah. the idea is that I especially he, like the shot of the guys holding guns on the audience while the yeah. applause lights going. Yeah. I think, I think the, I, the idea I always got from this is that Fry, Fry's character knew exactly what he was doing. He goes, you know, this is going to be our last thing, but I, you know, it's the idea that the V virus is starting to spread and people are kind of go, yeah, right. Fuck it. I don't care what happens to me. I'm standing up and, you know, doing what I can do now. And, uh, you know, that he, he he can actually get this word out. He can do this broadcast one time and get I'm, this out. I'm I'm shocked that they didn't cut off the broadcast. Yeah. Um. But but right here he doesn't he doesn't. It's understand. true. He doesn't quite. I get. don't know that he doesn't understand. He might just be trying to calm her down and say, "Honey, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine." Maybe he's talking to his agent. He's to his agent. He's, oh, maybe he doesn't. I, I think he really. I think he really believes that uh, it's not going to come down on him the way it would on normal people. You know, because he's because I'm in, I'm famous. I'm in exactly. show business. You're right. He probably he probably isn't. My he nose is my nose is all on. sideways. I get out scot free. Yeah. He must have. He by the way, Stephen Fry nose. must have gotten like, punched that. really severely in yeah, the nose. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a heck of a break. It's a schnoz right there. Boom. It's like he's he's facing to the side and his nose was facing camera. <laughs> Maybe somebody <laughs> hit him with a frying pan when he was oh. making an eggie in a blanket. Mm-hmm. Basket, I was gonna say basket. That's when Stephen Fry's nose gets you. Not from the front, <laughs> but from the side. When you least expect it. And here's your callback. Here's the echoey thing where she's trapped under the bed and this thing. And you get totally screwed. Now, what I don't understand here is that, spoiler, I guess, she's about to get taken into V's basement. But he is really getting arrested. 
So at which point did V intercept this and take Evie? He's when one of the she, cops. Yeah. Yeah. He's, when he's she tries to escape, he grabs her. Uh, yeah, he grabs her. Yeah. I was like, am I giving Which my is, pronouns right? You know, where yeah. V becomes like superhuman. I mean, he sort of is, you know, V literally is like, how could he, wait, how does he know to be there? Oh, how did he do it? But where does he get a what? cop uniform? In the chat room, Lalide says that Fry served time for credit card fraud. Wow. I don't awesome. believe it. Awesome. I don't believe it. He seems like a lovely chap. <laughs> for credit card fraud? He's so dapper. I love it. Well, you know, Tim Allen did time for cocaine, so. But he had a big mustache. <laughs> at the time at the time okay. he did like I don't trust anyone with big mustache Dennis DeYoung fuck on I'm looking on you man you could shave it off but I know <laughs> I know <laughs> lady fuck off so here we go here comes the V comes the V he managed to like V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V V yeah, I can, by the way, I was watching this again the other day just to catch up on it. It's like I completely forgot the whole shaved head thing. Right. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, that was in this movie. That's right. Like I said, I, I just feel like that's, that was Natalie going, okay, yes, I was in Phantom Menace. I have to, I have to do be penalized for it. Mickey, as our, Shave my as head our uh, movie. resident expert chick who has recently shaved her head, Yes. any insight into that process? Um, did, clear, did, you, did you look like what you thought you would? Well, yeah, of course. Gorgeous. I mean, duh. That was a Valley Girl duh for you, just so you know. <laughs> All right. Duh, Teague. Oh, my God. I, like, totally looked beautiful. And, like, yeah, it was exactly how I thought I should look. Was that good enough? Uh, no, um, I, I think... Was it traumatic? Or were you just sort of like, ah, oh, we... Because well, you had long hair at the time. I did. It was it was decently long. No, it, it's not traumatic. I mean, I wouldn't have done it if I didn't have confidence that I wouldn't look really bad, I guess. But, uh... Plus, you can also buy wigs. I was, I was also, you know, kidnapped and stuck in a dungeon and tortured against my will. And, and, and I just said, you know what? Would you please just shave my head? <laughs> because I'd be really pretty. Yeah, so this is, this is the part where uh, a lot of people, especially once the, the big reveal comes, are <laughs> yeah. like, what? Yeah, this is where I'm like, yeah. And I, and I, I won't <laughs> deny... you douchebag. Yeah. What the hell? I won't deny I'm one of them. Like, it yeah. makes a little bit more sense in the book where he's an anarchist, but where he's trying to, like, be like, you should take back your government because if I hadn't done it to you, they would have. It's like, no, no, but that doesn't make it better. Yeah, but that, wait, what? what? <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> it's... And and it'd be, it'd be one thing if they were kind of playing the, you know, the whole, uh, if you're fighting monsters, be careful you don't become one yourself. And, you know, he'd basically become like they had and try to fight them. But the movie seems to kind of support him and say what he did was okay. Yeah. So Even I, she's kind of like, no, I'm totally, I see what you, I see what you were doing there. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, I go with it, yeah. And it's not like, like right here... Because he, cause he, he puts forward a little later, he's like, you see, they couldn't break you. You, they, you wouldn't cooperate even when you thought you'd lost everything. But it's like right at the beginning, it's like, How? she couldn't cooperate. He doesn't know, <laughs> she doesn't know his identity. She doesn't know where he is. Yeah. How is she supposed to cooperate even if she'd wanted to? She could have said that she knew he had burned um, body parts. I, I suppose. That's, that's probably the only tidbit of information. Yeah. To uh, yeah, bad burns. You can. Likes, we can help you ID it. And likes eggy in a blanket. Basket. Basket. To, to address what I will now be calling. Um, <laughs> Thank you. That's what I'm. To here address for. what I will now be calling fry spursions. Uh, <laughs> that happened when he was 17. Yeah, I was going to say. And he's also bipolar. So he was. Yeah. He was a crazy 17 well, year old. Anyone. Anyone. And he later, I guess, made a documentary about how much of a shithead he was as a child. Anyone who's followed his Twitter knows the guy's bipolar. Yes. I love. <laughs> I love Stephen yeah. Fry, but seriously, yeah. you. Tweet, he literally is bipolar on Twitter. You fucking tweet at the guy cross-eyed, and he'll he'll. Just I'm leaving the, Twitter. Yeah. And clearly, he's inadequate because he got caught for credit card fraud when yeah. he was 17, which Not a is good credit back card then. Fraud. You could get away with credit card fraud. <laughs> I'm just, just saying. Frank I am just saying. 
And even Stephen Fry couldn't, apparently. So. so this is actually a trope called Secret Test of Character, where Ooh. V puts her in here and tests her character. It's very self-explanatory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right here, this is a trope called Natalie Portman. Yes. <laughs> it's not, She's this, used this in movies reading. pretty often. This is called reading, where someone yeah. there will be a piece of printed material, and someone will read it. This is actually a trope called Getting Natalie Portman Ready to Rap on Saturday Night Live. The real strength of TV yes. tropes is, is that it's not just that they have kind of obvious names for a lot of these and that some of them are valid than others. It's just that they're fucking cross-databased. Like a, you wouldn't believe it. You can click on Secret Test of Character and get every movie in which right. that ever happened. Which can, uh, which not can only be, movies, but also books, comics, anime, TV shows. Yeah, everything. Can, can I also say another uh, kind of ballsy, no another another ballsy <laughs> thing for this film to have done, uh, and I, I think it's in the book, so you have to give that. You're not going to say the gay thing, are you? Yes. No. no just Whatever. no. 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 Just no. in the sense. No. The the reason it's ballsy is because it's to to me is because um, you're dealing with this is kind of the turning point. This is the last moment where it's like you have to really be against the government you have to show why evie's against and the they government. didn't go with the easy one they and they went with the hard one and they went with yeah they went with uh you know the, they the didn't go with two attractive boy and girl couple yeah they went with the government is bad because they're anti-homosexual in 2006 you know two years before prop 8 still passed so it was even more anti-homosexual in this country <laughs> then than it is you know now um, so, so to kind of, that's a good visual storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> didn't have to do a scene, just one shot of yeah. the dad yeah. throwing the picture of the baby in the trash. So to hinge your entire, you know, the, the, the final, the, the, this is how we have to hook everyone. To the cornerstone the of our moral point. Yeah. It, by, by saying, iffy. I guess, I guess you're right. That's good. Good point. I thought your point was that they did this in a movie. I'm like, well, no, 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 no. That's yeah. 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 Sure. I agree with you. Oh, look at this Aronofsky shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Fucking feudal position. I guess what's what's going on here to an extent also is um, uh, it's almost uh, not allegorical, but it's it's similar to um, the Abraham and Isaac story here um, because there's a there's a certain interpretation of of that story, a certain theology that basically says the whole point of the Abraham and Isaac story wasn't wasn't for Abraham to prove his faith to God because God knows everything. He already knew that Abraham had that kind of faith. Um, God must be so bored. The point the the point of it was to prove to Abraham that he had that kind of faith right. by showing him, look, you would have done it. You you had that kind of faith, which I have a problem with. But in terms of it being a a um, story, I think that's you know that's what they're trying to do here with you know V is showing Evie. That she has this kind of strength. He knew that, but he has right, to right, prove right. it to her. Uh, in the chat, Frank points out another good secret test of character example would be Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Exactly. And, what, and what Willy Wonka is doing to Charlie. It's a secret test of character for all the kids. Willy Wonka right. and the passes. Chocolate Factory. He's, he's which one? Which yeah. one? Was Willy, Charlie was the what new was the, one. What was the name of the book? The Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And then the first movie was Willy Wonka, and yes. the second movie was Charlie, right? Yeah. Okay. So, God damn it, everybody. So all of them. <laughs> all of them do that. But did they do that in the, in the remake? Yeah. yeah. Is that totally. the same idea? That's the, the plot. The, yeah, well, actually, in the remake, if I recall correctly, 
fucking what's the name? Charlie brings home Willy Wonka, and they all get to hang out. Yeah. At the well, house. no, he. The, that's Willy he Wonka still gets, brings, he still gets the and that's from the book. Willy that's brings a, the home to the chocolate. That's bag. the end of the book. That's the actual sort of. Book. Well, it ends when the Great Glass Elevator, and then there's the sequel, which never happened in either version of the. There was a franchise. sequel to the movie in the first place. Char- not the no movie, the, book. the book. The Great Glass Elevator, oh, okay. the Great Glass Elevator. which is great Good. with the vermicious canids. Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, I read that. Yeah. Wait. A- no, I'm thinking. Well, they go up else. in the space, the, and there's uh, a space shuttle that's being attacked by vicious canids, and and the president of the United States is a is a man, and the vice president is his nanny. It's it's really kind of weird to read it now. <laughs> anyway, but the uh, the point is that uh, ooh ow ooh right in the gut, right in his abs. That's nasty. Did you know that they're uh, more violent to the black man? I just thought I'd point that out. Well, duh. Yeah, what kind of trope is that? That's called being say, an American. I didn't say trope first. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was that was purely that my own trope. commentary. Trope. I would it's call called, it that's a trope. It's called being violent. Now this yeah. shot was in the trailer, but for some reason I I recall it being Natalie Portman. I might have just thought it was her because it was Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. This yeah, shot because Natalie you Portman. just assume it is, and why not? It's a trailer. In that shot, she actually looked a lot like Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, and yeah. they they find a lot of women that are very pretty with their heads shaved. Well, yeah. What else are you gonna do? Find women that look like men with their heads shaved. That's a that's a really great encapsulation. That line, by the way, for three years I had roses and apologized to no one. <laughs> it's like, well, that's that's life for you. <laughs> it is yeah. what that is, really. Yeah. Hakuna Matata. And she also had leprosy. Yeah. Well, she's got the disease, you know, that thing <laughs> that kills the children in Ireland. The Saint Mary's disease. She might it's have terrible, yeah, that, terrible that might thing. Have gotten, I mean, yeah, you know, they might be testing that on these people. That yeah. might be that's the, the well. That's the idea. Is yeah. they're, they're they're I think this the, isn't that the idea is they were being sort of that. That's where that disease was created right. so that they could then launch it. That's to, probably that's probably why that uh, one of the reasons that disease uh, subplot developed into this so that they were like because I don't think in the book it's very clear why that whole secret organization that created V existed. So I guess they just this decided is, to. Decent justification for it. You know, yeah. That, uh... Bullshit. The original was better. <laughs> yeah. Because I read it first. It is, though. It's, it's, this is an extensive sequence, too. And it's kind of yeah. like, you know, it's, it's very long. And then I remember, you know, sometime when I saw it and knowing nothing about the movie or anything else, you know, I, I, I was, first of all, I, my first thought was, wow, I, I did not see the movie going this way at this point. You know, it's like, wow, that she would actually just become a prisoner and it'd be this whole thing. Like, this is gnarly. And how is she going to get out of it? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then and then to have that reversal, I'm kind of like, wait, no, what? Really? Are they going to, you know, you start to suspect they're going to go there. And then they went there. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, that was like. I had a hard time kind of like, Jam V, dick move, seriously. Yeah. Dick move, V, dick move. I'm sorry. This is an awful lot to go through as yeah. opposed to just kind of going, so you're not going to turn me in, right? Yeah. Cool. All right, cool. We're cool? We're cool. Okay. But day one, you're, you're not cracking? <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. All, all right, right, we're good. Yeah. We're good. Right. We're good. No, no. I know, Surprise, it's I know, V. I know sorry. V is inventing a fantasy, but I don't understand even why in the fantasy they would take her out behind, they would take her anywhere else to shoot her. It's like... She's in a concrete room. Shoot yeah. her in there, hose it down. It'll, yeah, it'll clean up just fine. If I recall correctly, that was the original advertising push for the Pontiac Aztec, because you could hose out the inside for murderers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> nice. That's what I read into it anyway. You could hose it out. I just brought in the rest of it. And he has you know, also the fact that, you know, again, he, he's got to like plan to bomb 
the Houses of Parliament and stuff, and yet he's still got time to come here and play 18 different roles. And well, like, you know, but I'm this gonna, isn't occupying much of his time. I'm going to you know, leave her alone, go plant my bombs, come it, back. It's true, though. He, it, it's not taking up that much of his time when his entire life is doing all of that stuff. So no, he this, is a busy, for, this is a particularly busy week for him. No, he's just trying, he's just trying to turn her idea, into him. This, I think it. the idea that this has been like two or three months of doing this. Yeah. Where she's just like lying on the floor. How can and she truly? he comes truly... in and gives her food every other couple days, comes in and interrogates her or sprays her with something. How could she truly respect and understand him, though, if she hasn't experienced the torture for months? Well, I mean, his point, <laughs> his, his justification, and you're right, you, you he had no choice. This, his he... justification is that she said, I want to not be afraid. And he's like, well, yep. this is how you do that. Now you're not afraid anymore. And I, I feel like a jerk. I couldn't think of a better way to do it. If I could have, I'm sorry. I wanted to stop the whole time. But you're welcome. Heavy. I cried myself to sleep every night. I'm a horrible well, human. I kept watching Re- Revolutions just thinking, it could be worse. It could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a fair enough point. You know, and it's, again, it's... This... I guess that's true. He's like, well, I didn't know how else to do it. <laughs> yeah. I did what worked for me. Yeah. This, yeah. this totally cured me of being afraid of shit. And ultimately, he's right. It's just, you have to disagree with his means or not, you know, depending on each of your viewers' responsibility, but it did work. Right. <laughs> See, but I'd be like, well, that works. Now I'm fucking afraid of you, you crazy batshit yeah. motherfucker. Damn. It's like, if, if you, just don't tell hey. me that you're afraid of tigers or something like yeah. that. Yeah, like, no, it's like, yeah, no, you don't want that. I'm afraid of tigers. I just can't explain it. Really. You know what, you I know what I'm really scared of? Chocolate. Yeah, wow. I just fucking, it's the scariest thing. You know what scares the Cakes. hell out of me? Anytime someone puts pastries th- in front of me, I panic. A three-way with showgirls. I can't think of yeah. anything more horrifying than that. That scares the piss out of me. Oof. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, uh, yeah. And then Stephen Fry is just yep, so out of the... He's dead. You kind of expected that. As soon as the bag went over his head, you're like, well, he's yeah, dead. Yeah, he's, like, he's not so, coming back. Yeah. You know. That's what the bag tells you. Yes. Wow. I love that her first objection is that he cut her hair. Really? <laughs> there we go. Torture. Yeah. Bring that one up twice because that's the, the bigger well, one. Well, that's like, you know, OJ. OJ got framed for murder. There was a big trial. Mm-hmm. He was innocent, <laughs> of course. He they shaved out, his he, hair. The first, the first, the first interview he did on Larry King. They said, "Well, do you have any? Is there anyone you're particularly mad at?" He goes, "I'm pretty mad at the media, as opposed to the people who framed you for the murder. The media is who you're mad at. Lamestream media. <laughs> yes. So, so Natalie Portman can act, and that's good for her. She should be nominated for an Oscar in about five years after this movie. But, but she is kind of like, seriously, dude, seriously, really." Like yeah, she's she's doing it well. She's like the fact that she's actually like trembling. She's so pissed. Like God damn, it's good good work. And yeah, uh, he this actually this actually his justification works better for me. This watching it through this time than it did before. Because before I was like, because yeah. <laughs> because before I misunderstood. I don't know how because he's being pretty explicit about it. But but before it seemed. My misunderstanding of it was that he was trying to teach her to kind of, like, hate the government. He's like, this is what it would be if we don't fight it. But that's not what he's doing at all. Um, if that was what he was doing, that makes no sense. Because it's like, so we should replace them with you who will do it for fake, but what's the difference? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was, I, was, I was very confused by that. But now he's what he's explaining to her makes a bit more sense, although it's still psychotic. <laughs> there's There's no getting away from the fact that it's insane, but... No one ever pretended that V wasn't crazy to begin with. He's just <laughs> yeah. smart. He just speaks so well. Though. Yeah. That's the, the damn it. He just. 
Did you hear that shit he did with all the V's? He didn't even yeah. he didn't repeat any yeah. of them. That was weird. Which is actually not true. I was looking through it, and he uses two different uh, what's what's man and men. What do you call that? Like the, 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 they're the same word, but they're different tense, not tense. Whatever. Wow. He uses vanity and vain, mm. and I'm like, well, those are kind of the same. But all right, I'll give it to you. And it only yeah, took he doesn't them. say vain twice. He says vanity and right. vain. But whatever. It, it only took them well, about twenty shots. The noun form and the adjective form. Form. So thank you, form. Um, Tense form. But uh, but on the other hand, I mean, people, you know, there are people who say, oh, this was really sick and blah, 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 blah. But then again, you know, we just had Osama bin Laden and stuff like that. And they've been talking a lot about how SEAL Team 6 being really hardcore, the training they go through, they basically torture those dudes to, to show them how to stand up to it. So it's like, well, actually, what is the difference between what he did and what they do? Other than the fact that they know it's not real yeah. to an extent. And <laughs> but she they didn't. work for the government, so yeah. it's cool. But ultimately, it's like, it's like that's how, that is how you train soldiers. That's how you train But people. even knowing that it isn't real, I mean, you're still being tortured. Right. So there's still yeah. that yeah. aspect. I mean. Absolutely. We're coming up on what I think is one of the very few missteps in this movie. Uh, I think there's a, there's a, she's about to do an Andy Dufresne thing and lift up her arms in the rain. And then they do like a kind of cut back and forth with him coming out of the fire and raising out his arms. I got it. Yeah. And then later they're going to do it. They're going to do it again in a better way in a montage that's kind of taking all the imagery of, of what's going on in V's storyline. And then if you just did it then, I'm like, oh, clever. But here it's like, clever. Yeah. Bah, 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 bah. It's, a, it's, I don't know if it's so it's much a like, little, it's look, a how little, cl- look how clever we are versus, like, versus, just do this, it's did, fine. you got this, right? But we don't need this next little moment. Yeah, it's, there it's, it is. Nope, we got it. We didn't, nope. Still yeah. right there. Duh, don't do it again. Fuck yeah, it. if it if that had been because just at the end there's a montage of everything. Right, and it happens there, and you're like, yeah. ah, there it was. And then you're like, yeah. oh, I see what happened there. And you never you never can know unless they they're completely honest with you in a in a DVD commentary or something like that. But the, you know, you never can know if that's like one of those studio notes, like. Yeah, but see, people aren't going to get that. So you need to. What if you had a shot where you cut back to the shot of the fire, and you know, you never know until you know. So the trope, until someone is completely honest about it. The trope there was redemption in the rain, <laughs> for very obvious reasons. Yeah. What are some other movies that shows up in uh, Shawshank? I'm assuming Shawshank. Look there. Hey, look at that. Scrolling down. Yeah, the picture on the trope page is Shawshank. Oh wow, uh, go down the to quintessential film. version. I did not click on that. Film. Truman Show. Truman Show. Dragonheart. Breakfast at Tiffany's, Lady in the Water, and this YouTube video. Thank you. <laughs> at Four Weddings and a Funeral. And Adventureland. Wow. And Thank Cinderella you, Story, my mm. personal favorite. Adventureland. Well, I don't even remember that in Adventureland, but okay. Mm. Eisenberg was just happy that fucking Woody Harrelson wasn't there. <laughs> and the chick from Twilight was. Ugh. <laughs> don't do that to me, man. I was... <laughs> I was grooving was on Eisenberg. Before, it was before she was the chick from Twilight. She was still okay then. I was totally stoked on Eisenberg, and then I like that he he did that for her. It's not for him, but he's like, and that well, the thing with the roses is in her defense, kind of. But he's like, he's like, I'm putting roses in front of her shit to because she didn't get to. And that's another bit that kind of humanizes him even also, in his yeah. thing. He's not doing room. it for him. His vendetta is for her, they're, uh, if anything. They're, they're going off on more of those examples in the chat room that weren't even on that page that I noticed. Blade Runner, Pleasantville, uh, Instinct. Pleasantville was on that page. Oh. Was Blade Runner? I don't know. <laughs> Let us find out. To the internet. TV tropes. You make down in front easy. <laughs> yeah, we don't have to make up our own anymore. Yeah, really. So it's, so it's 
this does redeem V a little bit in the sense that he didn't act, he didn't make up the crazy wacky story about the actress, right? Et cetera, et cetera. It's like, it's like, no, that's totally true. It's like that's no, no, that happened. Yeah, that happened, and you know, you're finding the same piece of paper that I found, and so oh, okay, well, yeah, that does mess with your head. I can see that. You know. <laughs> I can. I you can could see how you'd be pissed there. Actually, you yeah, could yeah, take yeah. this movie in a different direction. He could be training her to be Batman for all we know. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much how you make Batman. But essentially, how you do it, yeah. essentially, he is Batman. Yeah. He's V-Man. He's Batman. He's he's Batman. Yeah, she's like, I was going to kiss you, but that'd just be weird. But I'd like to add this romance, because we cannot watch a movie without romance. She's like trying to pinch her tongue through the little mouth hole. Mm. Mm. Ow, ow, cut, cut, cut. It does cut. When you stick your tongue through that little hole, it hurts. Go on. It hurts. When you stick your tongue through that little hole, Teague. Did you make out with someone anonymous? That's what she said? Yes. Okay. That was my nickname in college? Except I don't think that mask has a hole. I don't think it does. It does have a hole. Does it? Does he have a mouth hole? Yeah. There's, there's a slit in the mouth. Yeah. But it doesn't have the little tiny you little doot doot doot. But it doesn't, he doesn't have the little doot hole. What? The whole doot doot doot. He does. The doot? The doot doot. It's there. It's there. There's a tiny little hole that we're talking about. What in the Christ is happening? It is there. Shut it, Teague. It's fine. Everything's. But is it a tiny little hole or is it a slit? It's a slit. Again, we are talking the about slit. the me- the V mask, right? I just want to. <laughs> no, no, we're not. I don't know where yeah. you lost us. Is there but... a, was there another skip in the file there? Did we just lose <laughs> five seconds? And <laughs> well, once you figure out whether it was a tiny little hole or it was a slit, you can get back to us. Mike let, says let us, it's a slit. Let us know what trope that was. <laughs> it's called Mickey obsesses over ridiculous <laughs> things. Trope. I see. I see. Okay, here's where it definitely it, it almost certainly becomes a a little bit of a uh, a nine eleven thing here because they're like, yeah, uh, we totally have this report that's telling you exactly how the terrorist attack is going to come, but because you're yeah. too arrogant and proud, you're not going to listen, and it's yeah. going to happen. It's but true. hey, if you all stick uh, on Guy Fawkes, a reach. <laughs> No, I think you're just. I think you're just. Yeah, you're reading way excuses. too much into it into the movie. They they they're clearly not commenting on that. Watch his mouth. Right it, up there it with is the... hypnotic. Oh, dude, his eyes. No, wa- watch great? how his mouth moves. No, but at one point, they just seething. zoom into his mouth. You don't even see his eyes anymore. He just, he just, I just want to like see. We should, we should tighten up. Yeah, but his and mouth then, is having a seizure. And then you just do like a, a high speed, like heavy metal, like like speed metal version of uh, the opening of Rocky Horror. Michael Rennie was in the middle of the still, but he told us where we stand. I think it would work totally. Yeah, I concur. I say we make it happen. Tonight. That was faster than I do the outro. Flash Gordon was there in the silver underwear. He's adding extra syllables. I heard them. He's scatting. I can tell by the I can tell by the syllables. <laughs> Trey is scatting. Be but then someone went wrong. They got caught in a cellular plan. And again, here, fear, 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 fear. Be afraid. You need the government. We'll yeah. we'll protect you. From we yourselves. will protect you. Oh, and they also don't focus on uh, Settler's love of the computer system, which he is. In He's in love with the robot it. in the book, isn't he? No, the computer system. The computer itself. Which is also the voice of London, if I recall correctly. That's right. I don't think the voice of London was a person. I think you're right that it, that it is a, a I read voice. the wiki page. <laughs> the voice of London was, a, was an AI? It was some kind yeah, of a, yeah, it was oh, a computer so. that he was in love with. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Either an AI or it was pre-programmed, and he, since he was crazy, he thought it could think and was his only friend. Or You've whatever. got mail. I love you. Yeah. No, essentially, <laughs> essentially it was that. Yeah. God created that system for him. <laughs> I think the kind of the reason that when you're adapting a movie from a book and you kind of go, okay, but we really just I mean, literally these guys are just 
back to they're reading email. Yeah, you know, they're reading emails. But, but really, they're just they're the you know they're the exposition dudes. Right. I mean, it's like okay, what the but fuck is happening? But they added their own exposition. What the fuck is as going we commented on? on earlier? As if Alan Moore did not have enough, they had to add some. Well, that's the thing is they're they're just explaining. Yeah. You know, here's a here's a movie that people can get. Yeah, there's you know? there's moves. This is kind of chilling. I'm sorry. Real this quick. is good yeah. stuff. But I like no, not this, not the this scene is great. But I love the the very kind of stated and classy memorial they made for a fake tragedy tragedy well the tragedy in the movie in the movie world really happened well i know that they invented a tragedy and they invented a memorial and the memorial is very you totally you could see that you could imagine walking through washington dc and that's one of those things it's like oh shit there's that it has that sort of iconic look to it it's a circular room with a circle of kids giggling and looking up all the names on the the walls totally you can totally buy it it's got a vietnam memorial kind of thing going on exactly also has sort of the uh, Chandler Parkway in the Valley thing going on with these <laughs> scary kid statues that don't have eyes. <laughs> well, yeah. This that is not a statement for the movie. This is a statement for the Chandler Trailway people. Give them eyes. That- You're freaking me the fuck out. <laughs> now, see, the, the thing is, like you said, they're the exposition dudes. And here is just V just laying it down, mm. um, making it very clear. Because, because the book was in a way like an anarchist manifesto in some ways. Like there's kind of a, a plot driving it forward and V has his own thing and stuff like that, but you never get the full pieces. Mm-hmm. You never get everything. It's just V was there and something happened and he's an anarchist. He believes that the government should be destroyed. Whereas here, there's actually a mystery plot that is revealed and answered um, that's not present in the, and, and involves inventing these detective characters to suss out the mystery. Um, and inventing the mystery itself, of course, so that the movie has a a driving plot and isn't just like like you were saying, characters just being exposition at each other, but not even exposition of the story, just exposition of their moral philosophies. You is know? that lime that they're pouring on the bodies? Lime, yeah, I believe so. What yeah. is the point of doing that? What does that do? Decompose the body faster. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just like that CLR stuff, <laughs> clean up a clean up a shower head and a mass grave. Yeah, you know, get it right out of there. That's right on the label. Yeah, <laughs> perfect for your mass graves. Well, it says it's for all your problems from the makers of the Pontiac Aztec. Yes, yeah. <laughs> ask us about our wholesale plan. It makes the dirt a lot easier to use for uh, cultivating crops. Cleans up all the extra minerals. Mm, that want. is the circle of life. Is this? Oh, never mind. <laughs> from the day. <laughs> there we, we go. <laughs> I was going to let Teague take that one. I Oh, I was going to comment that the reason that those little creepy girl things don't have eyes is so that they can't see you when you are molesting them, as the 8,000 people who would come up to those things and touch them in naughty places and take pictures would do. So I've never done that. Do you do that? Do you molest statues? Mm, of course she did that. No. <laughs> I do not do that. No, she just makes would that. Would that be statutory rapes? Rapes? I am the person with the camera. Ha! <laughs> 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 statutory. Oh! <laughs> I would never do it. I only document the others doing it. Where were you guys? I made a great point. I just laughed. Thank you. I was I was mid mid. We, ha- we were we were taking a we were doing the sitcom thing. Pause for audience applause. Yes. And then <laughs> And then I restated. Across your the joke. world, people at their computers are going and typing L O L R O F L. That's one of my new favorite things that Family, really family Guy's been doing that for the last couple seasons. They'll have a character uh, who's just there to, like, someone will make a bad joke, and there's just one character who doesn't have a line in the scene just to go, <laughs> 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 It's so, it's like the anticlimactic laugh. 
Now, are we supposed to Cut believe away. that, uh, is this V what V looks like with the, you know... No, he's wearing a little prosthetic hair, mask Fake hair and thing. beard, but is he... You see, he has a face mask thing that yeah. you see later. It's, you can assume that his, uh, I think you can assume that the skin on his face is as badly burned as everywhere else. That's the implication. So, yeah. this is certainly a prosthetic Well, you see it in a second. Well, yeah. and, and you can tell, too, that it's, like, supposed to be distorted from his skin anyway. Right. But uh, I think it's really funny that he kind of did an aged version of Guy Fawkes. Mm-hmm. Guy Fawkes. Yes, I just said it like that. Oh, yeah. Back off me. Like you do. <laughs> is that what not is how it you're supposed to say? And flowers? Stop it. Because he's weird and bad and wrong and hello. My father <laughs> was a drinker. Was a drinker and a fiend. You know, I, I've been neglecting to comment Why on so the uh, sword play in this because it is so beautiful the way he dances around. Like, yeah. well, just it, as a girl, I love watching dancing, and holy God. His, his, he, the big one is coming up. No, it's the, true, the though. Is, yeah. yeah. It, is, it is extremely well choreographed. I mean, it is very, very, like, smooth and beautiful. Which you, which you, I think, should expect if they're going to be advertising from the people who brought you the Matrix. Yeah. Like, well, they better, if there's going to be fighting in it, it better be fucking it's great. Like, so at least they know, like, well, it, it better be, be a completely arbitrary visual effect laid on top of it. Yeah. But I'm saying that, I, I guess if we are comparing, like, fighting styles, this is more of, like, a ballet-style fight to sure, me. It's as opposed yeah. to, you know, like freaking flash dancing or something. I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> strip teases. I've nothing. I've got nothing. Wow. I would love to see <laughs> yeah. a strip This is why people don't give me microphones. Wow. Take this away from me. I love that plan too. Well, that, you know, that to me, that certainly seems like all the more recent to like pick up the phone and call Hugo. It's like, well, he, we know he's trained. You know, yeah. we, we know he's a cool dude. He's got a good voice. See if he'll do it. Hugo. Yeah, I know you're, oh, you're at the airport. Are you? You're about to get on the plane. Listen, would you mind coming back to the studio just for a minute? The last guy really sucked. Yeah. So just I to ask. <laughs> just, Listen, just... you remember Back to the Future? Yeah. You know how good Michael J. F- uh, Michael J. Fox. That's right, right? Yes. 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 I thought it was Michael J. Nelson. I got confused. Michael J. Fox. Remember that? Well, remember how he actually replaced someone else? Yeah. And how much of a, oh boy, all the credit that Michael J. Fox gets for being that guy? Yeah. yeah. Listen. <laughs> yeah. We want you to be that guy. You you want to reshoot Back to the Future? <laughs> yeah. N- no, you <laughs> missed my I was, point. I overcomplicated right. it. I'm sorry. I just, just let me start again. Because what I want is because for my you flight's to be about it. to leave. And no, seriously, Hugo, if you could just come. I mean, I think it turned out fine with yeah. Michael J. Fox. <laughs> so right. what are we talking about exactly? <laughs> Parkinson's. Yeah, that is what we we're talking about. But seriously, has anyone looked up who the original V was? Because I, I, it's a name. I, I quickly looked, but I didn't see it. No. Wikipedia to the rescue. Well, we do have a chat room too. I will check. Why have none of them done? Yeah, it? Jesus, is the question. Chat room is falling down. Slackers. Let me see if I can. Did find you just pull it Strickland. The, <laughs> if I can find <laughs> it in did. the in the what? trivia, did I? For I, slackers for V for Vendetta yeah. before the chat. Does. We will all race. Yeah, it's a race. Yeah, James Purefoy. God damn it. James Purefoy. Yeah. Epic uh, fail. Purefoy. Purefoy. Yeah. Which uh, wow, three people at once. Pavlich wins. Yeah. We award you a Zombieland commentary. Purefoy is in. Uh, he's in something now, but he was in uh, Rome. He was. Uh, he was. Uh, um. Is a oh. Who's the who's the doy? Um, Cleopatra's Cleopatra's lover. That's Mark Antony. Our tray. Mark Antony. Ah, there it is. And uh, he's great. I mean, this he's is bad right here. Oh no, it's cool. That comes up later. Yes. He was also in Resident Evil. Resident Evil. There you go. And something recently that was good. So Natalie's like, oh, 
So that's what's a lot going of on TV. In the world. A lot of TV. But, no, really. Uh, like, all that's yeah. listed here is TV. Yeah. No, really. And, and all the TV. All the <laughs> no, TV. Every single you know thing Elijah you Dusko? see on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. Remember that? He was in that. He's the Elijah, Elijah Dusku. Dusku. God, I cannot <laughs> talk. I, well, it's a hard freaking name to pronounce regardless. Yeah. He's in everything. Talk, anyway. Except V. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for <laughs> Vendetta. But, um, but he's in V. It's probably a case of, like, you know, there's probably, like, two shots. We're like, that, that's actually a shot of James Purefoy. <laughs> oh, here we go. You'll never know. With the dominoes. Yeah, here we go. See, you actually see... You know, interestingly, yes, I guess I could see that it's okay. It's an allegorical thing, but yeah. the movie doesn't tell us anything. It doesn't, it like, doesn't give us well, any evidence I've, to say that it is. Yeah, I've, although I've, I've FedExed masks to everyone in London. That's a cool plan, I've, though. I like that. I've, he provides everyone with the ability to do it. Yeah, that's cool. It's also sort of ominous. It's just a good. It's stirring. Well, what if cool, it was it's total... ominous and it's also you know again it's metaphorical? Pragmatic. It's what he's doing. What if it was he is giving a... everyone the power to to do this? And it's a cheap leading. ploy to get people involved because they're going to say, "Cool, I get a free mask. I don't even know what the fuck I'm putting this mm. on for." Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. true too. But what if it was like a total tea party thing where he's out there on the rooftop and like you know three people show up wearing the masks? Like, oh, that is disappointing. Yeah. I spent all this money and time. Been, you have any idea how long it took? Speaking of the domino thing, on a on a outside of the movie level, just someone had to stack those dominoes. Unless it was a sim, it might have been a sim. No, I'm. I think it's uh, real. I think I've it's never seen. A lot of real I've ones never for seen. Sure. Um, yeah. Having seen a lot of really elaborate Rube Goldberg type shit, and even long domino chains, I've never actually seen someone do that. Where it's not a line of dominoes, it's like a plane Wait, of dominoes. Yeah. yeah, totally. Where it's it's filled. As opposed to outlines, it's literally filled with dominoes. I That's buy, cool. I they, buy they do it, it with those plausible. like big, yeah. They do no, it with those big like show off like world record, you know, domino things, yeah. and and often a design. Have you guys seen that video itself. of the guy who made like the world's tallest Jenga tower, and the reporter is walking around with a microphone with a cord on it, and just walks a little bit too far, <laughs> and he yanks the entire thing apart, it just falls down right there. Oops. Let me let me see if that's in the uh, the trivia as well. Gee, I wonder if that's real. online somewhere. No, what you don't what, realize the, uh, is that Hugo Weaving is actually talented, and he's a domino professional. That's right. And that he's actually... That's why they, he that's why they hired him. He didn't require The other guy was like, wait, do I have to actually do the domino thing? And they're like, yeah. Oh, I guess I'd be a talent double. He didn't require a talent double for this. Here we go. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, it doesn't say. Darn. Uh, I was going to say, uh, I'm looking at the trivia, and it says, certain scenes within the film feature James Purefoy's V. Um, Weaving's voice was simply dubbed over Purfoy's performance. Director James McTeague said in an interview, can I tell the difference? Yeah. Can the audience tell? I doubt it. So they haven't, it doesn't say who uh, or, or what scenes. And that just goes to show you that V is right not Right here, really this is the montage where we could have gotten away with having... It could be anyone. We could have gotten away with having the jump cut from V's escape and open arms moment to yeah. Evie's and had to be like, oh, fuck, they did do that. There it was. I totally forgot. Yeah. I, you know, and that would have been much, cool. Much more elegant there yeah. than, than where they had it. This is, right here is where it's sort of like, oh, shit. Where the little girl is obsessed with the idea and she starts panning it and she gets killed by one of the finger guys. What are they called? Fingerman? The Fingerman, yeah. How would you possibly confuse somebody of that height <laughs> to be V? I'm, not, I'm no, just she did, it's not that she, he thought it was V. It's that she's a agitator. But wow. how could you not know that that's a child, like, regardless? It doesn't I mean, matter. She's I'm an not agitator. sure it matters to a Fingerman, but um, even if it did... The uh, the idea is that uh, you know every every major figure that the fingermen revere and follow has has already been axed. So mm -hmm. I think there is sort of a a trigger happy 
idea with I was like, ah, V mask, ah, kill it. Yeah, no, I'm pretty I, sure well, I'm no. pretty sure she was six feet tall. Yeah, the domino thing was real. Yeah. Of course it or, is. Yeah, that is real. It's happening. They right must now. have only yeah. done it once and they had cameras everywhere and they just yeah. pinned them out from there. Yeah, that's right. The it's domino scene where V tips over black and red dominoes to form a giant letter V involved twenty two thousand dominoes. It involved four professional domino assemblers and took them two hundred hours to set it up. Yeah. Nobody tripped. Talk, yeah. talk about a hot set. <laughs> that's the definition of but a hot set. Look at how set. beautiful it is though. It's well done, yeah. yeah. And I especially like that. You'll notice from above, it doesn't reveal itself until it's flipped because the top of them are all black. Yeah. I didn't catch that until just now. There's not red ones and black ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's black ones and then red ones with black edges. <laughs> so, yeah, he did the whole thing. You know, it's like For he, himself. He did the whole thing and then the end just got like, God, that wasn't nearly as hot as I thought it would be. It's all right, but you know. Well, what you mm. what you can't see is his look of... Put it up on YouTube a- soon enough. Yeah. His look of absolute satisfaction underneath the mask. That's right. Is the is the look of a man who is accomplished in life? I think Koloshoff is playing tricks on you. What? Is it Koloshoff, the the guy that Brian's talking about, where you you can cut in against anything, and even a guy's blank face will I do something? I think you may be right. I think Koloshoff, uh, the, yeah. the Koloshoff experiment. Yeah, yeah the, the V-mask. Is, well, they talked about the difficulty of designing the V-mask, too. And so, now, like, the, the mouth is enough that it seems it's kind of sinister or kind of happy, depending kind on of happy well, and well, the, the truth know, of the matter is... What it looks like from different angles, different lighting patterns on it, and so on. So, like, no, actually, it, they actually so again, so here you can, you, know, you can have this that, uh, you know... That was actually their intent with the lighting, was to show different expression. With Although, it. I wouldn't be surprised I wouldn't if, if, if you said it was, like, a movie thing where... They actually had one that's just like 5% more happy and one's 5% more mean looking. And right. they had like different ones that are so close that you really wouldn't notice notice. But they give a different effect. Now, the truth of the matter is, is that V actually has Bell's palsy on top of a burn. <laughs> so he had no facial expression underneath the mask. I'm just kidding. You, wow, you, you fucking I mean, brought us down, man. But, <laughs> you know, V, you get the same thing. F- and he's it, deaf. Yeah, like you say, it is very much a Kuleshov thing. I mean, the same thing with C-3PO. He's got he's yeah. got a perfectly blank expression, and yet you get so much expressiveness out of him just based on what he's saying and how he kind of behaves. You feel like you're seeing him make a different expression, even though he never does. And animals, animals don't smile, people. Yeah, my, yeah they do. Yeah, they do. Dogs. Shh. You ever seen a dog? They're breathing, and their mouth is hanging open. No, you've never been around a dog. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Cats are the ones with no expressions. Or <laughs> and, and souls. They're, and they're but pro- they do have plans. Yeah. They, as, as George yeah, Carlin I've seen cats smile. As George Carlin said, Not cat, the way dogs do. Cats, can't, <laughs> cats, can't do, cats don't have expressions because cats don't have eyebrows. Which is true. Cats don't have like... Do- dogs have eyebrows. Dogs do dog, have eyebrows. Dogs can be like, I'm angry, I'm happy, I'm confused. Cats are like, I'm wide open eyes all the time. I thought it That's was... That's all I have. I thought it was, there's something in my eye. There's sunlight. Yeah. They have, they, have those, they have those little feeler hairs that are sticking up, but those are not I, eyebrows. I, I, thought th- I thought their tails were their expressions. That's as close as they got. But imagine if you had to express all of your thoughts with your ass. <laughs> I do. Imagine. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't get a, I don't get a, I don't get a, I don't get a thank you for that easy a layup you, for you. You are not sitting close enough to me. Wow. Although most some, of my, are you know what I'm although, uh, right some people, some people oh. just aren't grateful when they're handed a gimme like that. Although to to be fair, it is easier for me because most of my thoughts are I ate too much meat last night. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there you go. At any given, and you're point, welcome. Dorkman no, is like fifty percent likely to be thinking I ate too much meat last night. Yeah, yeah. and my ass will express that for me. And, and Trey will well, tell nice. you he's been feeling that for the last four yeah. hours. Yeah, that's delightful. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm actually doing a little math in my head about um, the size of John Hart's role. I'm thinking it was two days. It was like oh. John sit in front of the blue screen, rave. Got about four pages of dialogue for you there. Um, cool. Step over here. Gonna have some guys walk by with flags. You wave like you're Hitler. 
Awesome. Sit down here. A couple quick still photos. Good. Then we're going to put some makeup on you. Once you sit in this chair, we're going to do a Benny Hill routine. Thank you, John. That's John Hurt, everyone. Finishing the picture. John Hurt. Thank you very much, John. I'm sure it was. He's also in the last fighting scene, though. He's in the scene with the knives that leave Right, but he's not in the fight. He's no, just, but he's there, too. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's like a day or two. Yeah. Maybe so three days. I, would, I agree. I agree. They probably Aww. shot Standing, him standing against the brick wall. A couple oh, close-ups. Thank so you. so romantic. And then he goes in for the, goes in for the kiss. love. <laughs> <laughs> It's the benefit of watching this with the uh, subtitles on and no sound. You can add I've your own soundtrack. For a girl like you <laughs> to come into my great. dungeon. Because you see, you see, you know, he never got to go to prom, so this that's this is a payoff <laughs> for that. She's like, Perfect I, movie. Forever young. <laughs> I want to be forever young. like Napoleon Dynamite in here now. <laughs> Oh yeah, that would be that would be great if uh, the what's thank you. If, I was so fucking scared. Like, if the eighteen twelve overture, as soon as the 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 movie f- you know freeze frames at the end, it turns into "Don't you forget about me" instead. <laughs> don't. He raises like one fist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then that would be like, oh my in. god, that movie just trolled us. <laughs> it's just completely. No don't fucking. You there's your anonymous joke. Forget it ends, and it's just like. Just never gonna give you up. It's like anonymous. Oh, lol, four chan. Slash B. So yeah. What was your inspiration in adapting Alan Moore's famous dystopian? Four chan and Breakfast Club. Pretty much that was. Those two influences. That and Four Chan. Uh, you want to talk anarchy? Yeah, Jesus. The Breakfast Christ. Club is just yeah. <laughs> There's no greater example. Ellen Moore's of inspiration was actually the, up, the speech we'll from all Breakfast get up. Club. It'll be anarchy. There's actually a line about anarchy in Breakfast Club. It's true. I recited it. That's correct. Just now, and that's how a podcast works. There we go. I like it better with the hat. Hat works yeah. much better than the hair does. He he looks very dignified with yeah. that. His facial expression changes entirely. Mm-hmm. It is a, yeah. Yes, I built this entire private subway car. I also did the dominoes. It's a shame you weren't here for that, because that was pretty awesome. Dude, you should have seen the domino thing. But I recorded thing. it. You yeah, should have seen the domino it. thing. I put it on YouTube. I recorded it from I about it five so different artfully. angles. Yes. I like that. I also I- invented an uploading video, a video file uploading system called VTube. You should check it out. <laughs> I like that uh, that the the fertilizer because of course yeah. you know fertilizer is an ex, uh, an explosive. In yeah, fact, I think nitrate explosion. Yeah, nitrate explosion. But I like that that the the cases specifically say British fertilizer. <laughs> well, as if they would also say hip hip. Yeah. Yes. For Just, all your Parliament exploding I, needs, I want to. Well, I want to. I want to imagine that he did that okay, again. They'll be damned if it's not British fertilizer. He did it. Yeah, he did. Well, you know, he did the Domino thing just for his own amusement. I imagine he's like, it's got to be British fertilizer. Yes, yeah. just to fuck with them, just a little bit more. They think Britain's so awesome. Let's see how they like it when their fertilizer blows up. So, <laughs> <laughs> you'll be pleased to know I used one hundred percent British fertilizer yeah, exactly. to destroy the House of Parliament. Well, that's good. That is good. So he's oh he's blowing up Parliament with giant sacks of shit. That's awesome. <laughs> Do you know what I was just British doing? shit? And then the prime minister's like, "I hate manure." Yeah. Guess what I was just doing? Guys? No, the prime minister's. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just no. That's that, that he just goes. I was girl. eyeing his slit. Ah, mm, it's a slit. Told you. Cut your tongue on that, man. Mm-hmm. Now let's revisit. What's a doot doot hole? 
That would it, it's, it's a tiny little hole that would fit about the tip of your tongue your prior tongue to go. cutting <laughs> your tongue. Commonly, yeah, dude, dude. Com- commonly yep. seen. Oh, oh, he has a mesh in his he slit. Has a mesh, he can't. There even... is mesh in his slit. It's a hymen. Ladies and gentlemen, his slit. Ladies is a mesh. and gentlemen, his slit <laughs> is safe. He has protection. I never leave home without my slit mesh. Yeah. <laughs> Slip mesh is my new metal band, by the way. Slip mesh. It sounds dirty, but it's not. I had no witty rejoinder because I was choking on my own saliva. You could advertise it as well. (laughs) Yeah, that's what the mesh is for. (laughs) Otherwise, it would have been someone else's. Way to bring it home. (laughs) Old joke land. And you're welcome, Trey. Trey Stokes, the joke pilot. There he is. She she had it over there. Home in cloudy weather. Whopped it back to me. (laughs) Boom over the net. Dink. That is. All right. To love. I've got nothing. <laughs> you want to quit now? Because clearly you're outclassed. Mm-hmm. We got it. So here we go. Okay, so yeah, John sit here. Say this speech. Good, John. Finish in the picture. Thank so you So now much. it doesn't want us to feel for him because it's not showing his face very close up. It is pulled yeah. back so we can now see his torso. Darren Aronofsky? Yes. Well, it makes him, it, it again, it, it is uh, uh, removing him, not necessarily, you know, feel for him or whatever, but it is removing him from power a little bit. Because yeah, when I mean, it's just a giant head, it's... It's kind of in your you know. face. Mm-hmm. But right here... I love this, by the way. He's you don't human. even notice it until like the fourth shot. Yeah, you're like, like, where is everybody? Oh, my God. <laughs> they're doing the TV montage, but nobody's here. And yeah. all of these very people clever. waste I love electricity. Yeah. Very good. Again, with the visual storytelling. Nicely done. Mick well, it's me. Probably, it's probably... Uh, if it's hey, don't a, take away from this. No, I'm saying if it's a 1984 thing in terms of wasting electricity, mm-hmm. they can't turn that television yeah. off mm-hmm. if the government doesn't want them to. It's true. It's like, yeah, in fact, they say that earlier. They said, yeah. he, he's like, turn it off, turn it off. He's like, sir, you made us build the system such that yeah. we, they can't turn it off. We can't turn it off. It's always airing this stuff. Anyway. Yeah. So this is like, you know, I have to say that I, did, I didn't expect that the... You Man, know, John Hurt the, is bringing it. Look at this The guy. movie that See, would go this direction. See, but he's not supposed to be afraid because he doesn't think he can die because he is it. But the These movie's people good. aren't real. The movie's good. And he's bringing it. Look at this actor with a million teeth. Look at that. So I, you know, I was kind of surprised when the movie went this way. I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. You know that like that you know Dick Cheney is so scared <laughs> that he actually will deliver George Bush. Yeah. Like yeah, no, totally, and no, you can totally have him. Yeah, no, and uh, and the Dick Cheney character there doesn't actually kill him in the book either. And I was like, okay, so uh, anyway. I'll shoot you now? Yeah, so thanks for taking actually, care of that. Yeah, which you didn't, actually. I brought him here, and then I shot him in the face. So what do, did I need you for? Yeah. Wait a second. Hmm. A little I appear to have overcomplicated this. Ha <laughs> <laughs> surprise, I have another mask on underneath this could've one. Been clearer. Uh-uh. He's, a bush, he's just a bush <laughs> <doll>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, take I'll off, take this one off, take but off the not mask. the one underneath. This is another mask. This is the same face as if this was going... <laughs> 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 I told you, burnt face plus Bell's palsy. <laughs> That is the end of the doll, the nesting dolls. That's that's a creepy thing. The only thing we have in common is we're both about to die. I'm like, oh yeah. shit. <laughs> that's the moment where I'm like, oh fuck. That's when your anus just goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, and I don't want to give away the bad, one of the great moments of Unforgiven, but you know, uh, it's one of the great lines of Unforgiven when the the bad guy the bad guy tries to be a badass to the hero who is also a badder guy. But he says, you know, you're you're a killer. You've murdered women and children. And he goes, that's right. And I'm here to kill you. <laughs> it's kind of like, ooh, he just totally took that one right on board. <laughs> oh, it's a good point he made, I guess. He, he kills things. That's I'm right. here to kill you, and you tried to hurt my feelings. Yeah. 
So okay, are you retarded? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is it your first time it, doing this? It's like one of those things. Like in an argument, you always want to stop and say, "What were you trying to achieve with that statement?" Yeah, where, where are you going? What with reaction that? were you going for? Mentally, note: you can't kill V because he is not a person. Yeah. He Here's is an, an idea. idea. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Teak. I'm going to try that one. They I'm going to go to Afghanistan with that one. <laughs> Hi, everyone. You can't kill me because fuck. Why? Okay, who the fuck was that? Hey, ow, ow, hey, ow, 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 I'm an idea. Wait, God damn it. Wait, right. why didn't any of How you, you guys shoot feel me about into my head? Bringing this into the whole thing. Obviously, now here's the thing. I think it is a. I think it's a really beautiful, very painterly effect, and I think it's handled exactly right. It tracks in 3D the way you'd want it to. I don't think we need it. I don't think it adds anything to this. No. And it 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 sort of it sort of exists outside of what was otherwise a grounded universe. It's, it's a true. little, yeah, we're sort of, you know... It's we, a little we, fantasy. We didn't give... We, I didn't give... I mean, we this is good for a trailer. Before. Ow. But, God damn it. That hurt. That, that is... That's not hurt. That hurt. Yeah, that... that Someone really took it on the skull yeah. there. I didn't uh, I didn't give Scott Pilgrim a pass for doing the same kind of shit, so it's it's hard to say, but... Yeah. The, the strange, thing is... Strangely, though, I'm not so bothered by it here. I have to say... But the thing is... I can't justify it, but I'm not bothered by it, because they didn't do it all the time... See, I just I'm, held it for this one scene. I'm almost a little bit more like I'm more a little by bit bothered tape. by it because it's n- because it hasn't been the whole time. It, this isn't the style of the movie. It's like where is this coming from? I mean, it doesn't ruin the movie for me. I, I can live with it just fine. But it's sort of like okay. All of a sudden, the Wachowskis are like, you know, we did this right. <laughs> I mean, he directed it, but we made him do this because we're the Wachowskis. It's like, well, okay. As long as it's just the once, I guess. But um, I don't know. I think the Wachowski brothers, or okay, did. Do you think they did, as brothers, have like Mario Brothers fantasies? Um, <laughs> <laughs> God, God, where's, where's this going? going? <laughs> He's like, no. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say no, just because. <laughs> Probably not. I don't want to go any further with that and, yeah. and trying to exactly uh, picture what that might entail. And watch another Hugo even come down the stairs, and then Neo runs, and wait, what? <laughs> Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Did you get my package? There's a, now, there's a trope. There's a trope that I, if there's not a trope, then the one needs to exist. Ooh, because, yeah. because there's multiple. I have Back to the Future does it. Is I have a bulletproof vest, and let me show you by removing my bulletproof vest. Won't that be handy if anyone shoots more bullets at you later in the story? Don't you think you might want to continue to wear the bulletproof vest? That's what it's for. More like removing it. Yeah. But it's kind of like, you know, showing that someone had a bulletproof vest, then, you know, oh, surprise, he had a bulletproof vest. But there's a. It seems like the moment where he drops it down, it's like. (gasps) To take it off. It's like. Although in Back to the Future, he doesn't. In Back to the Future 3, he takes it off. Yes. But in the first one, Doc Brown just kind of goes. No, I'm talking about about when he takes it off. The the other guy still has a gun in his hand. You might want to continue to wear the bulletproof vest. Also, not tell the guy you're wearing one. <laughs> this seems like a strategic mistake it. to me. But I know. It's a movie. It's a movie, and you do it in a movie. There is, in fact, a trope like that, and it's called Wait for This. Okay? It's very creative. Yeah. Bulletproof vest. Okay. Um, <laughs> now, not the um, idea, like, exactly surprise. The, what's, the, what's the trope exactly? Because, like, yeah. yeah I'm not talking about specific. surprise he was wearing a bulletproof that vest, we're not so he's not dead. told about the bulletproof vest in advance, and, and that they'll look dead, dead for a few, a few moments. moments. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's, that's more the Doc Brown thing. Not specifically. Yeah. We're only told about it because they're like, well, don't need that. Is there like a, I'm Surely about, no one else has I'm talking about actually removing the bulletproof vest. It just yeah, saved yeah. your life, as if it might not save your life again later, because there's still bad guys in the world. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Pocket protector. Where the bulletproof vest is very small, but somehow still protects yes. you. The Bible. Right. 
the the what did I just see recently with the no, policeman's badge stopped a bullet? Some movie I just saw recently. Nah. I saw one. Well, I think I saw one with like a Zippo lighter or something. I'm like, nice. by movie logic, yeah. shouldn't that have exploded? Yeah, I should. Yeah, <laughs> when he got shot, a big fireball. They shot a Zippo on uh, on MythBusters. It didn't do anything. I mean, it, it went all the way through, and it, it dragged the cotton up, out with apart, it. Which was I'm cool. Sure, yeah. Actually, it was a really cool looking shot piece of metal. This is so stirring, and I think it's. I think they completely got it. It's, I think it's. It's, it's just so, so stirring. So cool. and I, I have such a hard time believing it would ever happen, but okay, fine. But with yeah, the mu- but with the music and all that stuff, it's just it, it really worked for me when I was wait, watching. Wait, wait, wait. Were the costumes in the boxes? Too? Yeah, they, were, they sent capes and masks. Okay, capes and masks. Okay, sorry, I couldn't remember. Everyone in England that. has a cape. It's just the law. Yeah. I, I was just going to say everyone just. Everyone in England that. has a cauldron, a castle, and a cape. Yes, <laughs> it's the three C's and, <laughs> and a crown. The four the four C's. Now, yeah, if I were the her... The little girl was running around with the cape, so they must have gotten capes. And chips. All in their own sizes. And chips. Five. Yes, the five, five C's five of C's, being British. The five C's of being British are chips, crowns, castles, castles cauldrons, cloaks, and, and cauldrons. cauldrons. Also cunts. We're the only ones who say that. <laughs> and cunts. Cunt. Yes. <laughs> the, the, seven, the seven C's. Also copper. Seven. The seven C's of uh, being British. Cockney. Cockney. The eight C's <laughs> of being British <laughs> consist of cockney, copper, cunts, and cloaks. <laughs> Chips, cauldrons, Castle and crown and cheese. And God okay. damn it! <laughs> cheese. The nine, the nine points of Britishness. Our cheese cottage, cottages. God damn it! Oh, cottages in the country. And Fuck. ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> the ten C's of being British. The, the eleven. The eleven fucking C's of Britishness. Our cottages in the country. Get the comfy chair. There's two more C's. Damn it. Oh, Oh, you cunt. (laughs) CCTV. (laughs) This is a comedy on the era of Charlie Chaplin. (laughs) And the theme for V for Vendetta is... Don't you mean C for Condata? Oh, it's the... I I read that. The thing where... uh, uh, What is the thing? The beginning of it is... It's a classic piece, isn't it? It's the 1812 Overture, if I recall. Isn't it the, the, the destroying of the, the yeah. explosions? But of the, the way it starts is the first four notes. If, if, this is arguable. This is, I think this is a coincidence. But the way the first four notes are played, it's I think it's quarter, 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 half, uh-huh. which is dot, 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 dash, which right. is V. Yeah, Beethoven's Fifth Symphony. I, I was yeah, I was going to say it's alliteration, but it's Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, which which in Britain is this is did did da is the the BBC used to do that because it's yes, V right. for victory. Did did da is Morse code for V, mm-hmm. and also and, a uh, a. Uh, I mean, and it's also the Fifth Symphony, man. Yeah, it's all together. Yeah. Oh my God! Full circle. Yeah. So, apparently, yeah. apparently, some of the uh, the themes, like not that stuff, but the actual composed stuff. If you write it out on a staff and connect the dots, it makes V shapes. Oh God damn it! <laughs> it's like, dude. Okay, chill. Just fucking yeah, chill out. Enough. Make an S, uh, please. Sine wave, something, just anything. Yeah, so. She missed. She kind of missed the timing there. I think it should have happened at midnight, but maybe yeah. it's going to happen at the stroke of midnight. That's right. So she's like, so how long you been a cop? Like what do you think you can do now? Got it. I've been a terrorist for about three months. Actually. Yeah. Want to get some coffee? Yeah. I'm sure they'll be open somewhere. Nice. Oh, come on. Coffee is the uh, the 16th C of being British, you know. <laughs> <laughs> After cheddar. After <laughs> cheddar. <laughs> Yes. I and like then, how he, he he's like I gotta make all these LEDs and stuff like that. Yeah, now this yeah. is a, an epic destruction it of is. a of a great well, model. Yeah. Um. It's and if stuff. you if you watch the behind the scenes, you know they shot it from all these different angles and stuff. And these bits yeah, had the the you know because they shot it at like 
a thousand frames per second or something. So these slow pans up following the explosions were actually the, the camera like, going. Yeah. 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 Now here's a, there's a trope that applies to this that we're going to love because it inverts our whole thing. We're going to get a Shyamalan twist because this is a very clever trope name. It is. It's called the no indoor Holocaust. Mm-hmm. You know what that refers to? No endor Nikki? Holocaust. Endor, like the moon yeah. of Endor. Oh, read it. No. Where is it? Okay, we have lost the Endor Holocaust. <laughs> yes. You, you were you. I thought uh, at the climax of the movie, the houses of Parliament are destroyed by a massive bomb on a tube train beneath them. An explosion of such size would devastate a wide area <laughs> around it. But miraculously, the thousands of bemasked V supporters watching the show from only a few meters away are completely unharmed. Rather than being shredded by flying debris. Well, Emphasis this, on meter no with an R E instead at, of an At this E-R. point, it's heavily metaphorical because yes. a bunch of dead people are in the crowd. Yeah, so the so, idea yeah. is yeah, Stephen Fry's in the crowd. Yeah, and the little and then, girl, and then the rose lady. Um, so uh, obviously, the idea is that, and you know, the idea inspired all of these people, and and it's more than just an individual. Now it represents all of them, which she's saying explicitly at the same time. Yes. Lesbians are in the crowd. So it's what crazy. you're saying is that they should have all kept their masks on. No. I'm just fine with you. <laughs> no, you... Okay, at that point, you've kind of missed the... She's like, but I'll never forget the man. No, no, you're supposed yeah, no, to... It's not the no. man, he's an idea. <laughs> oh, start over. I think... All right, no, we okay. gotta... From the beginning. Okay, back to the cell. Yeah. You yeah. I thought you had it, but back to the cell. <laughs> Maybe so you close. needed five months. Yeah. Never, oh, five. I never read the book. Here's, here's the weird credit. Based on the graphic novel illustrated by David Lloyd. Yeah. David Lloyd, who said, I like the movie. Yeah, who, who said, I, I can use a credit. I'm good. Anyway, uh, I never read the book, but I, I really enjoyed this movie a lot. Uh, I prefer this to Children of Men for, for a viewing experience. Well, it's certainly it's pleasant and ex- inspiring at the end instead yeah, of makes you fucking watch devastating. It yeah, sure, yeah. It's not as grim as it were. Uh, which might, I guess you could say it's a fault. You, you would expect there to be a fair amount of dread in this movie, and it doesn't feel dreadful. But... It's a, it's, I think it's well put together. I think it's well paced. I think it's well told. And I think it's a really interesting story with some interesting ideas behind it. And your mileage may vary on whether or not they're anarchistic or liberal. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, like there's a Alan, Moore, Alan Moore isn't laughing. So, fuck it. <laughs> Mickey? Um, aside from the neglect of the relationship between uh, the, the face and the computer and his absolute love of himself and God um, and the focusing on Hugo Weaving and Natalie Portman having a romance I I pretty much am satisfied with the adaptation quite honestly I I think it's very pleasing Michelle Uh, yeah like aw now I'm sad Way to di- way to bring it down. Yeah, we were talking Jesus. about it. Being it inspired. wasn't sad. Who's here in brittle? Now it's he sad. was the, uh, the, DP. the DP. Oh, well, he did a DP. good job. Famous DP. Yeah, yeah. Here I was, all happy about the destruction of Big Ben in the yeah. House of Parliament, but then way to bring dun, it down. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah, uh, like I said before, I think it's a, a great movie uh, on its own. I th- I think it uh, lives Stephen as Ray, a Stephen Fry put, puts <laughs> puts forward a, a you know a good instructive case on. Um, at, uh, adaptations and the different directions you can kind of go and stuff like that um yeah it doesn't greatly bother me that it it changed the aspect probably because i'm first of all saw it first and secondly am an american and was very much uh you know feeling some of the sentiment that probably led to the particular um uh sentiments and, and uh sensibilities of this film uh, at the time um but uh, I, yeah, it's it's great. I I revisit it every so often. Um, 
and uh, I probably will continue to do so. <laughs> it's fu- it's funny because it, so the the fifth of November thing. Y- if you can watch it on the fifth of November, that's the day after election day too. Yeah. <laughs> so oh. makes you feel really you like feeling you know, like you fucking, fight the power, man. Exactly. Oh, tree strokes. It's your comedy hour. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, the five C's of uh, this yeah. movie are a cottage cheese. That's two. Uh, crinolines. Three. Um, citations. And four. And citations. And I'm going to cite um, um, William Goldman now. Uh, the the it's it's again. I I know nothing of the original novel. I don't know what it's supposed to have been. Um, I I already said my my main reaction was I I remembering now when I saw it at the time in the theater being boggled that it got made at all it's just like i can't this for whatever this you know, book would have been this movie is saying hello do you get what this movie is saying people i love the movie is saying it but the fact that it got made in you know in nazi america which yeah. is you know <laughs> the, the totalitarian state we lived in in 2004 you know when the press secretary of the white house was going well people need to watch what they say you know, that was when I go, oh, fuck, <laughs> we're going here. If, we're on our way. If you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. You have nothing to hide. Nothing you're to not fear. a pussy. You'll raise your hands on the dip. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. So so I was, you know, I was really worried about the direction the country was headed. And, uh, you know, the fact that this is, you know, boy, <laughs> some of those things where boy, they say that, you know, we people in Hollywood, here we are just trying to, you know, promote our terrible values. It's like, well, some of us actually are doing it. Yeah. And good for us. I'm glad somebody's actually able to do it. You have to make a big, you know, popcorn-y, you know, brain-dead movie like The Matrix to, to be able to then go, now we're going to make this one, goddammit. For a studio, go to, oh, okay, sure. But, um, you know, God bless them. God bless the Wachowskis for, for getting this movie made and Joel Silver and, uh, and Mr. McTeague. I would like to see more Wachowski stuff. They kind of fell off the radar. They did Speed Racer and then they stopped, right? <laughs> well, they did yeah, Speed Racer they, and then everyone was did, like, oh. You may have answered your they own They did Speed conference. Racer and then they bought their own island and don't hey, have to make movies Mickey anymore. Hey, someone with Mickey spelled exactly yeah. how I spelled yeah. it. Which, by the way, I think, uh, I think Speed Racer was actually... Underrated. A lot I think of people are saying, you know, that actually was kind of fun. I, I really liked Speed Racer. No way one more saw than it. I thought so who I knows? Yeah, no one can say. Um, so too bad. I didn't see it. <laughs> anyway, this has been Down in Front. You can always find our episodes at downinfront.net. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash Down in Front. Facebook Down in Front Show. Email us at Down in Front Show at gmail.com. Go to the store, buy this movie from us, and we get a buck. Buy one of our shirts. We get like a hundred bucks. And if you don't feel like buying something, there's a big shiny PayPal button. We're not asking. We're just saying. Involve yourself in the conversation in our forums where we announce every week where we're going to be doing the live shows where you can find with video and audio and a chat room for other people hang out involve yourself literally in the commentaries that happens rather frequently at this point um <laughs> additionally more than we uh, even like yeah uh, to pick up what shut up <laughs> maybe you need to stop adding that yeah. <laughs> holden hill uh maintains and designed the website matt fade has shown us chapter breaks on itunes and mickey as always is mickeypedia and uh our tropes correspondent tvtropes.com you should go there and learn Dot what org, we don't tell you it? org not com. TVTropes.com is not what, a thing. What the hell org. is TVTropes.com if it's not it's probably org. a porno site. Okay, perfect. Anyway. Just like TVTropes.com. Whitehouse.com. Yeah. Do your thing. Represent. Show people you know what like think about movies. And until next time, my name is T. Christie. I am Mickey. I shave my head to look like Natalie Portman Marsala. I'm Mike Scott that's without that, a long middle name. That, that must be hard to put on a business card. <laughs> Stokes. It was me for Vendetta. I had to. This has been Down in Front. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. Good night. Nothing. Remember, wow. remember, the fifth of November, and the C's of Britishness. <laughs> the five C's of Britishness. There you go. Right to the right to the third anniversary show. Hey, right egg. Boom. Oh, double negative. And frame store. And all all and six of them. All of the yeah. All six. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure companies. no actual person at frame store or base black worked on it. Otherwise, surely they would yeah. have been credited. Yeah.
Yes, well, yeah. Well, does it go? This brings us back to you know American visual effects artists. It's like, yeah. See, here's a, here's a British credit for you. Frame store. Yeah, there. You're lying. You you whining cunt. I didn't get my name in the credits. You whining sack of shit. Did you get paid to make a cartoon? <laughs> Good. There's a 15 year old making making your pants in 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 fucking Singapore. You want that job? Down in they, front cares. Trendsinyourhead.com.